Joe, you let me know when you're all set there. Oh, I'm born fucking ready. Dude. Yeah, I know you were. Oh, yeah. Welcome Hello, back hello, hello, everybody. On Orthodox Film Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bradford here, joined by Chris. Um, I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. Joined with Joe, as always, and Quinn. But we do have our guest today, Christopher Warren. You Christopher or you Chris? Chris. Chris. All right. So, uh, we'll we'll do that. We'll do the obligatory. We'll delete that, but I'm not going to. It's fine. So tell our listeners a little bit about. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, Chris. Uh, where do I start? What would you like to? Know? Something interesting. Um, what? What? Uh, I guess uh, uh, more directly, uh, not just your general biography, but yeah. um, you work in the film industry. I do. Tell uh, us about that. So. Uh, I've kind of worked in all facets of the industry, strangely, um, but for the past, eh, let's say, 15 years, I've been a first AD, uh, which is the first assistant director. I've also directed uh, a couple features and a couple of web series, um, and yeah, that's kind of where it all ends. How did you, how did you land into first AD? So that's an interesting story. Uh, I was actually a best boy on g and &E. You are the again. bestest boy, Chris. I know, I know. Uh, and we boy lost was our, I. was on a feature, and we lost our first. And basically, they were like, well, Chris is really good. No one else wanted to volunteer. It was yeah. like, all right, we're going to need. And yeah. you turned around, and everyone had took that yeah. big step back, and you were like, fuck. Exactly. They were like, well, Chris <laughs> is really good at paperwork. I mean, let's see what he does. And Because that's what it's about. And the rest, yeah, because that's not at all what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's part of it, but it's not all of it. But yeah, that that started it. Mm. So Chris is joining us today. Uh, he graciously took the time to watch Desperado with us. Desperado was our role last week for uh, sequels that were better than the original. So we're going to be talking about that. And then uh, last week, Quinn had suggested that this week our, our film recommendations are going to be heist films. Right? How we feel about that, guys? Doing good. My my guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure. By the way, I love them. We do understand that that is such a wide, wide open. Basically, if there's a strong argument against it not being a heist movie, it's not a heist movie. But if there's three acts about a heist, then it's a heist movie. Yeah, I mean, so I I I I toyed with I toyed with a lot of different titles too. I mean, a heist heist. I think. I mean, we could look it up and read. What the internet definition, definition no. is, what is a heist? Uh, but that's too late now because we've already so started. Many, yeah, no, it's just yeah. okay. So it's it's a good topic. I love the heist movie category, but like I always put a little bit of a qualifier because there is. I mean, it's damn near a hundred years of cinema we're going on yeah. here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is so, why we'll never be able to hit. And and that's why I mean I'm glad you brought that up because one of the, the it's more for my benefit because I'm thinking of every heist movie I've ever seen and trying to get. Three of them when we got four people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I want to make it easier to narrow the list like, by qualifying. So here's like what, what type like of I said, movie. I think I have one that's gonna that's gonna none of y'all are gonna have. Which is so and, and that's perfect. So this is what I was gonna get to. One of the things that um, we really um, push for on this show is not so much berating someone for not having seen something, right. but looking at it as an opportunity to have something great watch to this. watch. Oh, I mean, yeah, especially yeah. when you're at that mm -hmm. point, you're like, oh, there's nothing good out right now what can i watch and, right. and you know you just dig into that old bank and, and hopefully lists, the right? titles that we yep. suggest are right. titles that you know people uh find or discover and and you know um 
maybe realize, hey, this is some cool shit. I'm pleasantly surprised sometimes when Brad's like, I didn't even know about that movie. Yeah. 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 So I did look up, I typed in what is a heist on Google, and immediately it offered heist film (laughs) subgenre. Of course, from the ever-dependable Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. The heist film or caper film is a subgenre of crime film focused on the planning, execution, and aftermath of a significant robbery. One of the early defining heist films was The Asphalt Jungle, which film genre 2000 wrote is, quote, almost single-handedly popularized by the genre for mainstream cinema. Have any of you ever heard of no. uh, The Asphalt Jungle? No. No. So we're not going to be talking about that tonight. We are not. <laughs> we are not, because I've never heard of that. Movie. All right. So before we get into talking about uh, any of that, uh, do you guys have anything you've had going on uh, recently? Any Any cool... Uh, set stories or anything before we jump into talking about Desperado? Um, I, I mean, mean, this last weekend I did uh, a short film, uh, Dominus. Uh, we did pickups, so I think they're trying to turn it into a feature. Um, there was this really cool cemetery. Yeah. Like that picturesque cemetery uh-huh. that you're always looking for. Like, it was it was not grand. It was kind of tiny. I mean... For a cemetery. It, right, right, right. Yeah. still a large lot of land, at least two acres. Cemeteries are usually but the most depressing locations to show up at. It had, like, rolling hills, old, crazy, decrepit-looking trees. like Actual big, tombstones? Big, grand tombstones. That's the awesome. thing. People are like, some oh, I want to be able to do this. Some that had been just there the so long, they were, like, falling apart, and, yeah. like, you could see them, like, rotting into the earth. Like, yeah. From, what like, city the 1800s. This, this is three doors down from Tennille's house, bro. Oh, no Canton. kidding. That's yeah. No kidding. Canton just... Just uh, next Northville, out there, like back in Ridge. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Back on your road. Yeah, I I got something. So big fan of Mandalorian, how they how they do it with the giant LED walls and stuff, and mm-hmm. they self light through that. Yeah. I actually got to work with a LED wall in Grand Rapids. Um, yeah, and it, it was sweet. Like the way they used it to light the subject and be the background, and the way like the Unreal Engine monitor guy could control the whole world. Like they didn't like a building in the background. They just like moved it, made it farther back and taller. Like it was. It was really cool, and, like, I mean, big fan of The Mandalorian. I've not had a chance movie. to work on one of those, yeah. so that's super yeah, exciting. It, it, have it, you had a chance, Chris, have, to work with Vine? I have, I have. They're fun. They're, they, it's surprising to me that they come in different sizes, because the conversation started with, like, the volume being this room. Right. And now you're seeing, and, like, I saw pictures from uh, one of the, the sets that Joe had worked on last year, and they had a, a car set up. And it was just it was just a panel. It was probably, do you know what size that was? That looked like it was, like, uh, yeah, 10 that, by 15 or something. that wasn't even, like, a full volume or led wall it was like yeah it was like a, a 10 by 5 actually like maybe six i don't mm-hmm. know the, i wasn't there that day but i saw all the photos right the footage turned out amazing but what they did is they just had screens outside the windows okay. and they moved them around the car or actually i think the, the car was on gojack so they would rotate the car to oh, put okay. the screens where the camera needed it right okay Which so is, it had yeah. three screens one for each side, one for the back, or right. front, whichever way the car was facing. It was brilliant. It's fascinating. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to, to work on something one, like that. One day for setup, right? right. For all the tech setup. Yeah, yeah. Because they just to dial in the Unreal and make yeah. sure it all looks right. The old Grayson Wild Studios and good old B Stage. Uh, well, what's that's fascinating? Studio Center. What's fascinating about the things that you can do with the the volume now? you obviously couldn't do back in 1995 and our film tonight desperado after having just watched it's crazy 
the things that were done without these sort of effects, yeah. uh, things at your at your disposal. So let's dive right into that. Um, Desperado, I hope you guys have uh, taken a chance to watch it, uh, just in case we have any spoilers. You know, with the uh, review movies that we cover at the beginning of each episode, we can't hide the classic film. We can't hide the spoilers because we did tell you we were going to watch it, and uh, now we're going to dive into it. Yeah, at this point, it's your fault. So uh, we we rented it. I know I had said that I had a copy at home, and I do, but we didn't watch it at home, and I'm a dipshit and didn't bring it, so we rented it on Vudu. Right now it is available on um, most uh, purchase platforms for rent or for buy. Like $3.99, right? $3.99, yeah. yeah, and it was HD, and it was beautiful. So Robert, was, was Robert Rodriguez's second film, um, I do believe it was stated that it was made for, I believe, seven. the promise was he was making it for 700000 make it look like a $7 million film, I right. think was the pitch. That was the pitch. On that, um, having uh, followed up. Error, I think he hit it. Followed up hit um, uh, El Mariachi, which was a tale of a, of a lost love, and this is a, a revenge tale. So um, I want to start first with Quinn, because Quinn had never actually seen the movie before. The rest of us actually, like, I, I, I'm yeah. a diehard yeah, Rodriguez I mean, fan. Yeah. So yeah. Which... Uh, before we do that, can I just mention uh, I'm from Texas, so is Robert. I, I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, so, yeah, Chris is uh, visiting us up in the Michigan area now, uh, working on a few jobs. Yeah. And uh, we've been nice to him as, yeah. he, like as much as we else from Texas, can. Being from Texas is like one of the, like at least 30% of like the personality trait. Like, 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 no, you guys, like, like, every, every dude in the army from Texas has, nice. like, a Texas flag on their kit and everything. Like, that just makes you yeah. think of Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then we had Tex. Now I don't remember where Tex was from. Yeah. <laughs> we all know where Tex was from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you, the, the Robert Rodriguez lore is probably pretty, uh, very familiar to you being so, so close to it. Yeah. Um, I think we'll touch upon that, too, a little bit, because I am curious. Sure. So, Quinn, what uh, what did you think of Desperado? I mean, it just, now, it's called classic as kind of like I'm being a bit of an imposter because I wasn't alive during, like, the classic 90s, like, action era. Mm-hmm. But it made me feel very nostalgic about a time that I never experienced. That's um, cool. And it was, yeah, yeah it, was, it, awesome. it was also just, like, so much fun to watch. Like it was just like, at, at least in the in terms of like '90s action, at least like like top three that I've seen. Like it, it was just so, like 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 kind of like they're like whipping the guns, yeah, like so as they're shooting yeah. and they're shooting behind their back. And there's like guitar cases with like machine guns inside, and they're like hitting this, like this weird one leg squat firing off an RPG. It's just so cool, and <laughs> and the like the the neuro, like the 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 sexy like. Like chin licking and yeah, like it's, just, oh, yeah. It's, just so, it's just so 90s and just yeah I, I don't know I had, I had a great time yeah but it has yeah. such a clean guys, guys, look the to 90s it 90s is chin licking yeah. 90s so, is no like you know like, like, like it had that like, noir feel yeah. but no he did it was that the way it like dissolves in the next scene like every sex yes. scene in the 90s like dissolves as they're like licking each other's nipples or you yep. know what I'm talking about somebody gets their head blown off but they're not afraid to do a little bit of slapstick humor in there you know what I mean that's a Robert Rodriguez thing but it was also apparent in the 90s action like they were a lot the humor was yeah humor was always a big a big part of it but I think his subtlety in the way that he used it especially in Desperado is fascinating um the yeah, Troublemaker Studios has a whole different approach to that. Yes. They're, they're dragging the dead body out, and you've got the one guy following behind mop. it with a mop, yeah. just trying to mop it all and up. the least effort of mopping. Oh, yeah. No cleaning being done on it whatsoever. No. I think, just, like, was that terracotta tile, or is it just how much blood they've just exactly. not exactly. mopped yeah. off the floor? Yeah. 
I guess they treat their bar the way that grandma treats her skillet, right? They just don't wash the it fucking thing. It needs a lot of seasoning. <laughs> it's yeah, just got life on it. Yeah, yeah. Just, don't touch that with steel wool. It's What's wrong with you? It's seasoned. Don't touch it. Uh, so Chris, um, you've you've watched this movie quite a few times. Yes. Um, I grew up grew up like loving this film. Yeah. Um, any any new um, takeaways from it, or is it is it something that you've watched recently, or or multiple times enough that you you've done explored it? Strangely, I do remember watching this recently. Like I think it was last year at some point when I was mm-hmm. at home. I was just like, oh shit, this is on Netflix or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'll watch Desperado. So I sat there and watched Desperado, and then I. I went down the line again. I went to Once Upon a Time in Mexico and all that, right? Right. When I watched them. And, um, yeah, it's just a good classic. You know what I mean? Like, it's just solid. It holds up still to this day. You see I mean, the John Woo influence in it. Absolutely. You know, the diving, the sliding, the double guns. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that, that I, I really took notice of this time uh, is how little space the, the plot covers. You know, it's, it really yeah. is in this town on one intersection, you get the alley, you yeah. get the bar, you get her bookstore, and then you get the the credenza or whatever that Bucho lives in. Right, yeah, the, right. the ranch. Or, yeah. yeah, right. The, the, yeah. Um, and his use of long lenses, I took a, a, a big notice of because it wasn't just like there's the the scene where he dives and saves the boy. Right. Um, and there's, you know, a, a, it squished, it looks great. But he also used it in the wedding sequence and the parade sequence at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what I think it it really did well was took a small area that he had access to or yeah. or availability of. There was of, no real was, master wide ever used in the whole movie. It made it he used so the that long shot instead. Right. To he made yeah he universe. made it so he could fit more of that world in without going right super super wide, wide to see the building's tops or right. to see that we're just dealing with this one street. Um, you know, we one really, time we did see the tops of the buildings, we were aimed right at the intersection well, and realized how tight that, that one intersection was, right? right. So if he went so wide, he would probably we would probably see all of our film gap. Right? Exactly, all would have been there. Exactly. So he knew he had to tighten this up to. to he was able work. to get eighty percent of the like he cre- he created so a proscenium really with it. You know, exactly. you've got the the buildings on either side, and then everything squished in, there and it was. You know, what looked like hundreds of people, and it was probably 25, 30 townsfolk, right, you know, right. with signs and shit. Yeah. Um, what were your takeaways of the um, the action set pieces? Specifically, let's talk about the gunfighting, How the way that he shot that, the way that it was choreographed. Um, so it was funny Quinn brought that up because I was thinking, I was like, you know, really, I mean, like, I don't even know if your age, if you were into this yet, like Wanted wasn't out yet, you know. Wanted, like, right? We didn't have any of those movies mm-hmm. back then, you know what I mean? Like we didn't have any of the crazy, hey, let's bend bullets, Cur- John Wick, right? Yeah. That kind of thing, right? So we were doing this really cool, this these really cool action sequences, you know what I mean? That you, it was kind of reinventing the wheel in action a little mm-hmm. bit with with what Robert was doing. Yeah, before the, the Matrix, before we married right. jujitsu with guns. And he kept it a, a lot of close singles and such so that he could just fast edit them together to make the, the chaos as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to get five guys in one shot spraying, you know, d- down the house. Exactly. Well, and like speaking of those fast cuts, like not even just in the action sequences, when he's teaching that little kid guitar and he gets anxious about his hand right. and that, right. that guitar oh, flip, guitar that flip. close up. Just it's so visceral, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. In in a moment that is so like heartwarming, you mm-hmm. can still show the angst of that character beautifully. Right. This simple shot. That's one thing I've always known about Robert. Like as far as anything I've ever seen him shoot, he really does tell the story through the lens. 
He's a romance. He's romantic with the camera. Yeah, you can you can really visually see his hands on. I noticed a lot of it was handheld. A lot of it was um, unorthodox handheld. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, I had mentioned while we were watching the following the goons up the stairwell was very similar to some shots that he did in El Mariachi, and you, you can tell that it was it was more of a logistical decision to do that than an artistic decision because the shots that followed it were very well lit, very well composed. Um, but he chose to shoot with the, the wider lens and, and probably baby cradling the fucking camera. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that was film. That was, we were yeah. all film back then. Yeah. So I mean, digital had just started to really kind of, he lashed, he lashed on a digital, um, I think spike kids two. Yeah. He got the star Wars camera. Yeah. And, and wanted to show that he could, I think, was it, was it a Sony? Was it the Star Wars camera? I thought he was on the Red One. Or Spy look. Kids. I mean, he, was, he was one yeah, of the... Was Spy Kids 1, maybe? No, Spy Kids 1 was film. It was film. Film. Yeah, okay, so yeah there, I think Spy also, Kids... There's like five Spy but, Kids. The, yeah. So they were, they were having trouble with, with introducing it because a lot of the old heads were like, no, film is the I way. Yeah. I, I'm remembering, I think it's either, either it swapped or Spy Kids 2 was the Red and Spy Kids 3 was... The Star Wars thing because it was 3D. well, but it, this is why I say Star Wars. No, it was right after. It was right after Episode One. He used he got the yeah, equipment so from Episode was, One. You might be right. I I just was like, oh, that's weird. Because no, nobody possible. else wanted to do it, and he was like, well, fuck it, I'll, I'll do, I'll do it. it. And you know now because cost because he he's always looking at cost cutting, and I th that's one of the things I really like to look at when watching his movies. Yeah. Um, but to take notice because this this one, um, I don't know if we've said it yet. We've said it several times tonight, but famously he. he Sold it to the studio that he wanted to make it look bigger, look, look bigger like than it cost, million. right? Yes, so that yeah. they could make the money back. And I think what's really cool about that, and just something that Quinn was mentioning, is you know the '90s action movies themselves. There are a lot of differences right. with Desperado to things like Hard Target or anything that Arnold was in or Steven Seagal. They're bigger people, they're stronger people, and they have that dominance and that menace. And Rodriguez decided to go with someone who is arguably a much smaller man, fit. But nonetheless, smaller but attractive. Right? Yes, like that's so his action. Dark. His action was right. it was classy. It was very yeah. like James Bond on on heroin. You yeah. know, yeah. his his mariachi character yeah. has yeah. this yeah. like this one focus. You can right. see he's a good guy. You can see that he he feels the pain of every life that he has to take. But, but until he takes out, you take everything from a good man. Right. Right. Exactly. How far will he go How to right that right, wrong? Right, right, right. So I think there, there, the film did a really good job of putting a lot of like, pacing the action sequences and keeping them coming enough, but to have done it with such a, a minimal budget is impressive to me. Well, and so Robert, like, he kind of started that whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that pitch of like, hey, I'm going to make you, know, I'll, give me 700000 I'll make it look like $7 million, right? He started that. And then it slowly became a thing that everybody was trying to do, right? Right. Everybody ran to the studios and were like, oh, hey, you know, give me a million, I'll make it look like 10, you yeah. know? And that was just kind of became the, it was the thing, and Robert kind of started it, you know? And and, and I I believe we are, we all have to be grateful to him for some of the opportunities that we've had, because I th especially with, like I said, him latching on to the digital camera, if, if I don't know how many others after him, mm -hmm. or even at the same time, because things, you know, arrangements take time, so he could have made the promise that I'm going to make this movie with this digital, and someone else could have beat him to it, but right. he was already worried, I don't know. Point being, without these people carving the way, like, yeah. the studios wouldn't have continued to make digital, and, and we would have just had TV on digital, and cinema would have stayed film yeah. you know but and all of that is i think you know played to improving tvs improving you know our effects Surely, improving... yeah i mean there's but it's the mid 90s it, when that was going on there was 
and it is because of Rodriguez and people like him, but there was that whole indie market where, like, they were, like, anybody they could give $100,000 to was able to make some kind of studio-esque film. Like, the mm-hmm. studio was, right. that's where Miramax came from. Right. Basically because of Rodriguez and Lionsgate. Smith. Yeah, Lionsgate. All these smaller, which Weinstein. blew up bigger than, yeah. That's a that's another episode. It's a truth. Well, <laughs> it's a truth. Like I mean, Netflix and Matt Damon, oh, right? Like sorry. they were doing that too. You yeah, I mean, they all were doing it. It was anyway. It was a it was a prime time. Right. But what Rodriguez was doing, like all those other examples, are drama pieces. They're you know stories that can be told with the camera. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez was like, yeah, but I want to shoot things and blow shit up. Exactly. And and do it with the same you know sure, budget. But, the, or, but there was like the SLC punks, the Tank Girls, the. Yeah, Garden State, you know, all these things that would not have been able to be made. Absolutely. If it weren't for the pioneers that went, you know what I mean? Three, four, a decade before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It did fizzle out a bit because, you know, the market changes so much. But the 90s, especially mid to late 90s, the the indie market was just a flutter. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you could actually, because it was still film at that point. Right. So it wasn't what it is now where you can just go out, buy a decent camera, and your buddies over a weekend or a week can hump the shit out. Yeah. You needed the funding. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. still think about it back then, even like when digital had just started. I mean, if, yeah, I don't know if our listeners are going to know what these are, but like the Red One, I mean, that was a gigantic tank of a camera. Oh, yeah. Like it was heavy. And hot as and fuck. And hot. It would overheat. took forever to load. Like. Just, you know, it was the beginning of digital, so like mm-hmm. we did 45 have... pounds without the lens or accoutrement. Yeah. I did, uh, I did a festival like on the river. There's a, a an electronic festival that's pretty big here in Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I interned for um, movement. Mo- movement. I interned for I forget the name of the company that runs it, but for them, yeah. um, and so I had some access to behind the scenes stuff. And there were some Canadian photographers, journalists that were there. There was a team of like 12 of them. Mm. And uh, it was the first time I'd ever seen a Rhett. And they were going, I was like, man, I got to ask you some questions and shit. And so we were talking about it. And they had their company. So they, they, like I said, they had 10 or 12 journalists moving around there from Canada. But they had like 20 or 30 cameras because they kept burning them out. Because they were out in the heat shooting them, long you know, exposures and everything. And, and they would just keep burning them out. Yeah. Oh. They were running without the fan on. They worried about audio at a fucking music festival. Well, no, no, no. Reds were notorious for overheating back then. They were yeah. Just, it's just yeah, the data process. Yeah, yeah. I forget we're thinking of Gen 1. That's my yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, literally, Reds were notorious for overheating. Like, that was just their thing. And, I mean, granted, they fixed that issue. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I even remember, like, the uh, first time I saw like a Gen Three, it's still like if we don't like you've been running this scene twelve minutes, we need to cut. Like, it's, yeah. oh, the fan's yeah. gonna turn itself on exactly. and ruin yeah. the yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Chris, being from Texas, um, is there uh, is there Texas love for Rodriguez? Is it still is it is it still like a just a small uh, film community type conversation? Is there no? I mean, there's does absolutely. he have a different impact yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's absolutely love for Rodriguez. I mean, they love the studio Troublemakers down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they love the studio. Everybody works there. You know, if you have the opportunity, you do. You know, yeah. You the story that, of him down. building that is phenomenal, right? And so, um, I mean, everybody loves what he did for Texas too. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real; like he kind of started and really pushed. Was uh, was South by Southwest a thing before him, it, it or was, but it was did that of, kind? It was more of a music festival. Okay, it really wasn't. And I, I don't want to say that it was Robert that got. I don't want to credit him for it, but yeah. if 
if, but if he brought attention to de Texas filmmaking, I think so. Like he brought more attention to it, and now, granted, South by became is what we all know now is mm -hmm. this huge film and music festival. Right? It started off as just music fest. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't film, and then it became it film. Grew started to that. grew to that. Right. Interesting. Um, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I know Robert's one hundred percent supports it. Right. Like mm -hmm. we all do. Right. Because it's it helps us. Yeah. Right? We get a festival that everybody wants to come to. And right? it's not uh, Sundance. Exactly. Exactly. And it's. I mean, I won't say it's in that regard, right? But no, but it's different. But people go, okay, Sundance, Cannes, Sundance, South by South by Southwest. Right? They're in that South, list. Right? South by yeah. Southwest uh, encourages, um, I think, a different breed of filmmaker. You right. know, there's certain filmmakers that are great filmmakers, but the films they make aren't ever going to be eligible for Sundance consideration. Right. 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 And South by Southwest allows for that. That. Anybody openness. have anything else to say about Desperado? Should we move on to our list? Uh, no, no, we're not there yet. Um, I, I want to talk about music um, yeah. in in the Desperado. Sound, the soundtrack, the score. Yeah, um, we, were, we were getting there. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were working our way to it. Um, yeah, I mean, just to finish that note really quick on South by, like it was um, basically, it's great. I love the festival. I love going there when I can. Obviously, I'm a working man now in the mm -hmm. film industry, so it's kind of hard. Um, I will say though that as the years have progressed, uh, the it's even the same kind of now with Sundance with with South by. It's yeah, like, it's, it's gotten it's pretty hard, capitalistic. Yeah, it's hard to really get in. Like indie darlings used to be the thing, mm -hmm. right? And that was the thing to go to South by, and it was same same with Sundance. Yeah. Now not so much. Like it's it's like you know you have bigger like I mean they premiered John Wick four. Like why the fuck? Yeah. Does uh, it's South by. Yeah. Why the oh. fuck does that need to premiere at South by? Like that's, <laughs> that's getting ridiculous. a huge distribution. Yeah. yeah that's you know what I mean. Like. So it's stuff, the line. It's, it doesn't need the buzz. Right, <laughs> right. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not talking shit about South by because I'd love to be in South by at some point. Yeah, right, of course. But, John Wick is its, its own it's machine. Weird, it doesn't right? need that. Exactly. It's just weird, right? Like it's, it, And you do still have the independent films that get on, but it's not like it used to be where like, those were the premieres. So they're high-budget they're high budget indies that get in there. Right. Very well produced. Right. And okay. it's like, you know, it used to be the indie darlings would have the premieres at the end of every night. You yeah, I mean, and now it's become, and I mean, I get it. It's money, right? Like you, you everything's going to grow. Festival going, yep. you got to make money, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I get premiering John Wick. I mean, I think they've premiered Insidious. I think they've premiered several other things. You know what I mean? That you're just like, okay, I get it. It's the money grab. Right? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. been growing that way. Right. Yeah, right. So, uh, so um, returning to Desperado, um, I'm I personally am a big fan of the soundtrack. It's actually something I listen to quite often. Yeah, it's um, great. The I believe it was Los Lobos that they got mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, do the opening song and then a lot of the guitar work in it. And then you've got Tito and Tarantula, right. uh, who played Tava in the bar, the gentleman with the sunglasses. He is a friend of Robert Rodriguez, yeah. used to be a member of an L.A. band called Cruzados. And Robert has leaned on him and for a lot of his soundtracks. And that that element of because, you know, he's I, I like that he's he's very rooted in his in his heritage right and he brings that to the movie unapologetically mm -hmm. and that makes each of his movies that much more unique and the way that he used the music in desperado was incredibly sexy incredibly exciting and um really i think accentuated the cinematography and the moments yeah. and the delivery that that antonio banderas had like the look i mean there was something that quinn had said when we were watching and it was just like he effortlessly looked yeah, you're just amazing. Yeah, it I mean, was 
Joe said it too. Joe was like, okay, I mean, I'm straight, but I get it. I get <laughs> like, it. You know, like, yep, I mean, yeah. I get yeah, it. I mean, there really is. I'm sorry, Quinn didn't did No, you. you're good. You're good. Did I thank you? No. I will. I will. I mean, I'd hit it. If, if I were swinging that way. <laughs> if I were swinging that way. Just that lie alone. Yeah. What were you going to say, Quinn? I was just, it was the scene where he was, uh, he was walking before the dude pulls two pistols on him and there was like the shadow over his eyes yeah and it was, i was just like dang like he just looks so fucking cool like yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 he he was able to just emote with this expression in that movie so right. very so well and i think you know 30 the light... years of bigger guys walking away from explosions trying to look like antonio banderas and right. desperado Man. <laughs> right i he... mean i mean yeah it's like you know you think about it, like you were saying with arnold with stallone with all the big guys right mm-hmm. you know the big action heroes right and you've got Antonio Banderas, who looks, I mean, he looks great, but he is not, he is not them. You know what I mean? Right. He's not buff. He's not, you, you know. reapproach what an action hero could be exactly. in a whole different, a whole different facet. Um, the, uh, was, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the music? No, you guys covered it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the score. It really brought to life the opening. The open, I mean, it was the first time watching it, but I, I just got the feeling of just how iconic. Well, you guys will start singing it, the opening song. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, me and more. Yeah. Ay, me and more. I'm sorry. I'll do the whole um, thing. <laughs> I think the movie has an incredible amount of sex appeal, which I think yes. was a, a staple of 90s action movies. Absolutely. But he, he did it in a way that was not overly provocative. Like it was definitely sensual. It was incredibly erotic. There was there were a, a lot, lot of, of implicit. There like was implicit nudity. Not a lot of enjoy. you know. Like yeah. I think you, you probably saw uh, Sama Hayek topless like once, but she was covered and veiled well enough that it was more outline and shadow. Like it yeah. was it was the presence of the figures. I mean, you and see the some dance. titty, but it wasn't about the titty. It was. The eroticism it was the very, itself, very yeah. evocative, and it was also, it was also very quick. Like, yeah, and you could have not on, seen you know her breasts mean? and still been just as yeah. erotic. And there were a lot, there were a lot of camera setups in there that just kept it moving to different areas and and finding different ways to, um, like you, we all know what they're doing. Exactly, the spurs yeah. running the the boot spurs across her ass, and but then like Chris Chris had mentioned while we were watching that the the immediate juxtaposition goes to Bucho the 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 lead villain um making it with just some rando and it's a wide shot of her just riding him like a Kmart horse you see true romantic bliss and he just shoves her off and smokes you know puffs a cigar but but, a cigar in her mouth right any other movie would have taken the the villain sex scene and gone over the top with it villain sex scenes can sometimes be you know far more um, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Vulgar. Vulgar. Yeah. Vulgar. Right. There was there was no vulgarity no. in in the sex scenes. No. His no, was, was very dry done. and just wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Get yeah. off me. Get out of here. Like I don't want to see you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. which was really nice going from that to that. Yeah. The know? juxtaposition really just, was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Just telling that two different stories of two different people. You know? We have we have gone this whole way without mentioning Steve Buscemi. I the cameos in this movie are that monologue, that Marin, monologue. Uh, Quentin yeah. Tarantino making an appearance, Danny Trejo. Yeah, I'm a boy, Danny. The uh, OG the, Machete. Not only are the jokes good, but the way they're delivered. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi is, first off, I miss him. You know, uh, I, I don't recall the last thing I've seen him in. Mr. Deeds. He doesn't have a whole lot of uh, long standing roles mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, and even that one was was 
I mean, he probably had me right now. Is it really? I think he is. He did Boardwalk Empire for like oh, that's right. that was he a did. long time ago. Yeah. He did. It was about ago. 10 years ago. He might be on something else. I don't know. I don't know. I, I fucking love Steve Buscemi. Yeah. But it was probably that so movie. That movie and content. Fargo were probably the things that made me a fan of Steve Buscemi. And, yeah. and oh, in my memory, they're, they're the standouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's not forget. Donnie, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. Well, in an Armageddon, let's not forget him riding a rock. Well, he's been in other things. I mean. Uh, I realize that Armageddon. I forget a lot about Armageddon. Oh, don't be wrong. Like yeah, he was, thing, I'm not a huge I almost fan. He was the yeehaw until exactly. like, until about 15 seconds ago rocket. when you said it, I had forgotten about Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, now, now there's that. Don't maybe put the Aerosmith in your head. Don't don't please don't, don't tell me you're an asteroids <laughs> guy. Because there's always like a volcano Dante. Oh impact. yeah, deep yeah. impact, impact Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. no, there was that two. whole thing. This is, that's my point. Um, so I mean, I guess we can wrap it up on Desperado. If nobody has anything else to say, Joe, Quinn, I mean, Chris, anything else you guys wanted to add? If you have not, if obviously you've gotten a lot of spoilers. If you have not watched this movie, you absolutely should. Like, don't sit on it. Like, the one, the one thing I want to say is like, when you do take this movie, like it's a trilogy now, right? Like if you like. What I love about Robert Rodriguez as a storyteller is if you watch all three of these back-to-back shirts, it's it's half of your day. But you see all these tropes that he does towards each movie in the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to mention, like, when you get that familiar with the storyline, there's so much brilliant foreshadowing. Like, that sex scene where he puts a cigar out in the... Guitar yeah, ashtray, right. like that he's probably had since a kid. That was probably their fucking fathers. Right, they learned a guitar from. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. All these little things, like when Steve Buscemi, he's like, "What are you, my big brother?" And he yeah, goes, yeah. "What well, I do for responsible for you." But right there, like it's telling you. Right. Ultimately, here's right. the end of the story: exactly. is the relationship with his brother and his right. family right. is what we're we're in this. Right, right. I think for an action movie, it really did just do a good dumb. job at telling a story. Yeah, like, I mean, it's more that's of a, what I'm saying. It's really more of a drama with action based around it. Yeah. Like, because, and it's, it, some of this goes back to probably some of Robert's roots in the telenovelas and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean? Like, they did a lot of that. It's they an action have, noir. Like, yeah. It's romance, but it's explosions. Mm-hmm, right. It's, they would have drama, but they would have some action base around it. You know what I mean? So... Very true it's, to his heritage. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, and it's cool to see him bring that to an American screen. You know. And, yeah. And obviously, like, like we all have said, it's an amazing film. And like, you know, I just thinking back on like what would happen if we wouldn't have had Desperado and we wouldn't have had like Robert Rodriguez. Right. Like, think about it. Think about all the movies. He's a big impact on on had. my turn towards <clears throat> studying movies, right. watching them as an art form. Right. Um, I mean, Sin City was a. A masterpiece. masterpiece. Yes, it was. Fucking masterpiece. And, I mean, even that, that's a whole other conversation we'll have another day, but that did a lot for moving filmmaking forward. Absolutely. Um, The last thing I'd like to say about, uh, not even Desperado, but the whole franchise, is that, so when it comes to Once Upon a Time Mexico, and we could go on about this franchise, I just want to, like, I have, like, half the story to me is, like, him in, like, a coma. Right, like all the really outlandish. Oh, this was that shit. canon he wanted to yeah. bring. Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe does this. Joe just creates his own for, canon I'm sometimes. Like, wait, what? Well, it's some, okay, hear some, him out. Well, hear him out. Sometimes the disbelief is too much for me to sustain unless I'm like, oh, but if this happened, that'd be fun. Yeah, right, so right. Well, I mean, his mariachi well, friends get killed, right. and then they and, show up again in Once Upon a Time Mexico, and right, you're like, but, but they're but different how? people. Like he just so so his life goes on, and he meets, but like she just. 
like sleeps with this general this whole other love thing so like that's kind of like in his mind the torment of having to kill his own brother he makes it this army general mm-hmm. do you, do you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's yeah. more of like his, in, his internal demons right? yeah it's internal it's torment. like that's his projection of what happened in desperado okay so half the movies, that and half of it is him hallucinating that what's actually going on is this crazy general army thing when it's just him and drug dealers and his brother. That's interesting. Huh. And he keeps moving through Mexico, making more mariachi friends, meeting a new girl that he loves, still yeah. for some reason looks like Selma Hayek. Yeah, <laughs> it is Selma Hayek, yeah. It is. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's yeah, part yeah. of the delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Chris. interesting. I've never thought of that. But that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's interesting to listen to. I have not ever thought of it either, but um, next time I watch it, I'll have to keep that in mind. Cause that's, yeah. um, By the way, I don't really watch Once Upon a Time that often. I It's one of those that I'm like... It's a it's a guilty pleasure for me. It's it's one that, for me, it's a trilogy completion. I enjoy it because I like the wonkiness that Robert Rodriguez right. does. Right. So However, I acknowledge shots. that... It's not Desperado. Right. Like Desperado could be watched on its own, seen right. as a singular movie, not necessarily part as a trilogy, but at the same time as part of the trilogy. I mean, Johnny Depp is just fucking fun. In oh yeah, movie. totally. Yeah, totally. Fucking, the I eye mean, gouging. Oh. It's just that was basically that was basically. The studio, are you a Mexican or a Mex- or Mexican? That was basically the studio giving Robert a ton of money and just saying, "Go have fun." Essentially, yeah. because somebody he, took the reins off. Because and, that was in that era where he just knocked out. Mm-hmm. Spy so Kid movies many, and and and, and uh, we were just at Sin City. It was I uh, believe it was, uh, Sin City was, was after, after Once right, Upon a Time. He had this momentum going that he was all just of it. That's that, that's how he got the yes. I mean, the guy has his own TV network now. I mean, he's he's just like, how can I continue to do what everyone else is doing, but different and, and make money out of it? Like I said, he was on fire. Like, um, have you received any notification? Are we good to keep going? Series. I think so. Yeah, I have not seen anything as of yet. So other than. Uh, Liz asking if I called her. So I think uh, well, of course you did, but it's, it's, all, it's all taken care of. Yeah. Okay, so then let's move on. Uh, the, tonight's topic for recommendations, we're going to be picking heist movies. Uh, with the four of us here at the table, we're going to keep it to three picks apiece. Uh, we're going to go around the table. We'll go around the table once, uh, give our first recommendations based on heist movies, uh, as we previously discussed early in the episode. And then we will take a quick break and come back and finish out our list. Yeah, 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 man. Drink up. Crank this shit. All right. All right. If you can reach, you can give me another one. If All not, right. I'm going to keep going. Let's break right. into it. Um, so let's see. Let's. Uh, we usually start with our guest, but right now he is my waiter and retrieving something to drink. So, Quinn, why don't you start us off uh, with your first heist recommendation for the evening? Thank you, Chris. Sir. So, my first one... Um, it was the first one. I, it's not so like when you th- say a heist movie, you obviously think of like um, a heist or whatever. But I, I think I would, my first pick is going to be Reservoir Dogs. You know, it's a, the only heist movie that, that like doesn't actually have the heist in it, but it's everything afterwards. Yeah, and I it's the aftermath of diamond heist, heist and yeah. what goes yeah. wrong. It's yeah. it's like I don't know. It's one of my more favorite movies. I don't want to say it's like my top five, but it's like oh, definitely I mean, like yeah, yeah. It's definitely like one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, it's just so classic. I remember like, the first yeah. time I watched it in like middle school, my mom was like, Another turn that off, they're Steve saying Buscemi the N-word. Like, oh, yeah, yeah lots. Yeah, 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 Tarantino lots. is just famous for that. That brilliant Steve Buscemi monologue. Yeah. I don't tip. Steve Buscemi, yes. You know what yeah. this is? This is the world's tiniest violin playing for all the world's waitresses. Yeah. Exactly, yep. 
or like the ear cutting off scene is just so classic. Like oh cool yeah, thing. and it's also so kind of a chamber piece too. Yes. So yes, yeah, it's got so many like, cool things going for it, where it kind of redefines the whole heist movie thing, like chamber piece. Um, yeah, it's brought QT it's got a into great the, cast in the mainstream. Yeah. Chris Penn. Uh, uh, Michael Madsen, Michael and Madsen. one of my Timothy favorite Roth, roles, baby. Timothy Tim Roth. Roth, I, I love Tim Roth, Roth. so much. Harvey Keitel, uh, without Harvey Keitel, the movie wouldn't have happened, no, exactly. and then for him to deliver yeah. such a, such a performance, like, yeah. yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole Mr. For a movie White that is Mr. remembered Pete as being incredibly the, violent, the it's actually the, doing not the, violent, yeah. and a lot of that violence is portrayed through the actors yeah. and the aftermath and and you know the, the reaction and else, to but, be, that moment being brought up. Their anger, right. that Mex that classic Mexican standoff, the one that was on the DVD cover for the twentieth release or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, because once again, you got to realize like this is we're going back to like with Robert. Quentin, that was Quentin's same thing. Like mm -hmm. it was literally, hey, I'm gonna make a movie. Um, give me this much money, I'll make it look like it's, it's even. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. One it's, touring really without mariachi, one touring with Reservoir Dogs. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's what we got. I mean, it was their starters. You know? I mean, Reservoir Dogs has that mean street taxi driver fucking feel to it. Like it's got. He was he was able to take a large concept like the heist, the the jewel heist, which we do get a glimpse of, yeah. but even the amount that we see is so limited, and it's all just implanted in our mind that he, he just completely subverted it's more of a plot the device than actual, the actual crazy story. right the stories the relationships these people build and how it tears but it the, the story of the robbery beautiful. itself is so fucking violent but you literally never see any of it yeah the, you the get way a hint that they, at how violent he was all in he your head how bad was it Right. But like it had to be worse than that right yeah. that's the yeah. whole thing is and that's the beauty of the art of the film is the leading to the illusion showing less and alluding to more mm -hmm. the imagination runs wild mm -hmm. what i've always Let the audience what i've always God, God, really liked about what i always really liked about quentin tarantino was his use of dialogue totally. you know I, 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 that's not a new observation he's he's no, famous no. for it yeah. but for a reason you right. know his his aptitude to be able to deliver so much of the plot without leading the way that so many others do it like when you say plot points in dialogue most of the time it's fucking corny but he yeah. finds a way to work it into the conversation that it's not corny yeah it's, it's clean it's so natural it's almost like nonchalant you don't even notice it's there right? mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah you don't realize he's telling you something like to the point like uh robert rodriguez has a brilliant way of adding humor to to an out to a scene, right? Whether mm -hmm. it be action or romance, a little bit. Even, yeah. But then, so in Desperado, when Quentin Tarantino has his part and he tells that joke, I mean, it was written by Robert Rodriguez, but the way Quentin tells it, yeah, is not necessarily the way mm -hmm. Robert wrote it. No, but no, that yeah. inflection that he gave because of it's his Quentin. storytelling it's as yes. well. Yeah, you see why he's so good at dialogue. Right. Yes. Right. Crazy, yeah, uh, and another banger soundtrack. Yeah, that one does have a banger. His track. use of music is just inspiring. Yep. Never using something modern. Always trying to find something out of the box. Uh -huh. um, 
Deathproof is a pretty good example. But and also something that, choice, something that easily get the right the reservoir, to. You know what I mean? like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, he always he finds the stuff that's the like, okay, the I love this song. Mm -hmm. and how hard is it to get the right? And a lot and of times he yeah. turns it into like a one hit wonder too, especially if it's more obscure. You know? Yes. Like, and that's kind of cool. You know the way he like makes. Miser years after fiction. the release, a resurgence and the bigger popularity than the music's yep. ever seen. In the music lifetime. was as big a part of that movie as everything else was in that movie. Yeah. It was its own character as you know portrayed by Stephen was that Stephen Wright Stephen Wright as the yeah the, the radio DJ yep so great choice uh, uh, Quinn that was on that was definitely on my list as well so I'm glad you brought yeah, that you, one up you knocked that tunes one to keep on trucking all right so uh, we're just gonna bounce around I'll manage this Chris we're gonna go over to you oh okay. yeah well, yeah we really are bouncing around right yeah well I'm ready all right she's not on. ready I'm ready hold on hold on all right, Joe. No, no, I'll, I'll, ready, I'll, I'll give it to Chris. I'll give hold it to on, Chris. Hold on. Uh, so I'm going to bring this one up. Uh, Inception. That that is okay. You, you said you were going to surprise me. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, there's more picks. Uh, I have more picks. Uh, I wrestled with this. I, I actually, I'll let you talk first. That's so on my list. I did too. Both of years I, have been on my list. Yeah, yeah. I did wrestle with it, but at the end of the day, it is a heist. Mm -hmm. It's a truly magnificent. Crazy so heist, my my semantic it, point it of so it brilliant. wasn't that they yeah. wasn't they weren't trying to steal something. Right. They were reverse stealing. They were reverse trying stealing, to, correct. You know, they were sneaking correct. in and breaking in correct. to leave something. Correct. Correct. They were trying to drop a uh, plant a seed basically. Right. But ultimately even that planting was for nefarious reasons. Exactly. So it was a heist. It's all corporate espionage. Yeah. Right. So it's still yeah. Yeah. I mean a group of thieves planning for one goal. Right. How do you go wrong? Like it, that whole cast is just phenomenal. It was right? so brilliant, phenomenal cast, mm -hmm. like, so well done. And, and the the I I will stand behind the fact that the visual effects in that are more appealing to me mm -hmm. than like Doctor Strange mm -hmm. love or Doctor mm -hmm. Strange, which came years after. Yeah, but was so fucking confusing and lazy. Like with the with the world bending when they bent the city and everything. Everything was so seamless. The different levels of dreams. Yeah, it was so just. So it was well magnificently done. Right. done. Right. Um, Nolan, baby. Yeah, no, yeah I was Nolan, gonna say, Nolan's another one of those directors that I just admire so much for what he does mm -hmm. and what he adds uh, or tries. Like, I'm excited about Oppenheimer. So am I. No question. I, could I will not absolutely be. see it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, so, I mean, in, I mean, I, I am hoping that everyone on this has seen Inception yes. at some point. Not you guys, but I'm talking about our listeners as well. Yeah. I can't imagine you haven't. If you haven't, fucking correct that. What the fuck? <laughs> I dragged say. my feet on it for a minute when it came yeah. out. Um, not really. Well, here's the thing. I'm a Nolan fan, so immediately I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. But I'd been a Nolan fan. Yeah. I loved Insomnia. Oh, I loved, nice. I liked the nice. following, okay. right? Okay. So when they were like, yeah. and he went and did Batman, right. and then, you know, Prestige was kind of a hit. I like Prestige, I but, Prestige. It, but Prestige? it wasn't a banger. It wasn't, right, right, right. it didn't. You're talking about the Prestige. The Prestige. Fucking brilliant. But it didn't, Imagine. it didn't make, Imagine. it didn't make in so the good. bucks, the bucks, the bucks. So now all of a sudden, Christopher Nolan has this movie that literally everybody is loving. I was like, ah. Well, I don't need to fucking see that. <laughs> so you were being that. He, he yeah. Was, he was being Bradford. Yeah, okay. um, no, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so beautifully done. Um, the way it leaves you at the end. I mean, I'm inspired by that every time. Yeah. Well, it's still, it's still, kind of, it's been, it's been determined what the ending means by multiple different people, including right. uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. But we still debate it. Exactly. There's, you know, it's not, it's not the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Like there is a definitive Nolan answer. Himself has said, every single one of you, that's all in your head. Yeah. yeah. 
it's, it's on you. Like whatever. The you wobble think. should have said everything. Yeah, yeah. he said it himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. Like I it, love it. It's, it's so just, good. Yeah, but that's how good it is. The, the creator can tell you you're wrong about your feeling, and you're like, no. I don't yeah, believe you. you're lying. Because you're it's lying. one of those movies that requires multiple watches. I don't think anyone ever gets 100% of that movie yeah. in its first watch. No, they don't. No, so even like it was, I followed it beautifully, but every time I watch it, I still, it's like reading your favorite book again. Well, you so see another part of you can check out a different angle. area of a frame or a different composition and catch some things where you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. little yeah. extra hints, little extra nods, little extra Easter eggs and things like it's, that. It's just so packed. It's fantastic, man. Like, there's just so many things that you miss and, you know, you yeah. fall in love with and you follow Brilliant. those characters. And, like, I thought you were going to say something. Yeah. But, yeah, you follow those characters down this, this crazy journey, you know, what yeah. I mean? that is, like, how many, what, they went three levels, wasn't it, right? Like, Yeah, nobody ever goes through nobody levels. Goes we're going to have to specially formulate yeah, yeah. a... Yeah, they have to deep, really deep to, dive into the yeah. book, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, like, it's just crazy in the way that they have figured that all out and, like, I mean, I, you know, I do love Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's a talented actor. Sure. Um, but honestly. Are you about to disparage him? No. But he honestly. He's our generation, Jack Nicholas. He's he is. a tough guy. But honestly, jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, hands, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. If yeah. I was going to have a man crush, like, that, that's my gay hall pass. Okay, so. I'm not make gay, it, but. Make it. Yeah. Two. That's now two times. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually wouldn't do Antonio Banderas. I just get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll leave that one open. Joseph. Joseph Gordon Love it though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's. He an looked artist. at me right, and I was standing there. I, I mean, I think about it. Okay. I, I'm. I'm in love with. I am in love with his performances. Every time you see him on he's on so screen, because he's yeah. he's one of those people that I you you can't figure him out. Based on his roles, there are some actors you're like, I kind of know who he is. Based on, like Seth Rogen, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know who Seth Rogen is, yeah. regardless of you know, like I get it. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt, like I've seen him as Joseph Gordon Levitt, so I know that. But right. from his roles, he's a different. He exudes something different from each of his different roles, and and that role specifically uh, just was fascinating. Uh, a quick quick uh, appearance by what was his name? Oh, uh... is it Nicholas? Um... The boy from uh, uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. No, no, I can no, see Yeah, yeah. He was also in uh, Independence Day. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't know his name. But, um... Remember the face, though. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I always called Joseph Gordon-Levitt like a chameleon, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's so just that type of actor that literally... He can, you can give him any role and he'll figure and it out. And I can't say he's had a bad career. The guy's no. everywhere all the time, but yeah. he's not a name. Like, you mention him in Average Company, and they're like, who? And he's you have to figure out, like, story. are you a well, like, 30 I found, Rock? Or a 30, I, found, yeah. I found him on Third Rock from the summer. Yeah, he was a Third kid, Rock fan. And I just, I just immediately was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, like, everything he's done has actually been fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are mm -hmm. people that I connected with when I was younger. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Well, what's funny is you look at him at Third Rock, and he's just this skinny, scrumpy, like long-haired kid. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like he, then you go to so, Inception, and he's like this short-haired, uh, yeah, dashing, like dashing gentleman. Yeah, yeah dashing-looking gentleman. You know and, what I mean? You're like, holy shit! Like, like if if you really are a, a true fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he has his own thing called Hit Record. That's correct. Yeah, it's a whole Amazing. artist collective. And yeah. if you've not heard of this, HitRecord.com. Check that shit out. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. It's uh, it all started with him and his brother, and his brother got, was sick and died. And so oh, I didn't it's, know it's that. It's a whole story. It's sad. I want to get into it, but 
like that's his like if he's not like he does these Hollywood movies to fund that project. It's artist collective mm-hmm. and it's just brilliant. Yeah. And he's always posting, like trying to get new content and stuff. It's really cool. I, I do like what he does there with that. Yeah. Uh Joe, what do you got for us? Well, I've got a list of twenty, but you're telling me I gotta do three. So mm-hmm. it's always I'm always being whittled down by you. You're always you're always what I'm here to do. I'm here to limit you. I'm here to limit you. Fence down. Outside. I'm the the horse blinders. This is the this is the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, 1994, Trapped in Paradise. Okay. Nicholas Cage, Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, fresh out of prison, Alvin, Dana Carvey, and Dave Furpo, John Lovitz, pull their brother Bill Nicholas Cage back into a life of crime with the siblings' foolproof bank heist plan. Takes a tailspin when Alvin gets lost in the getaway car. That's how the criminal nitwits wind up trapped in the southbound burg of Paradise, Pennsylvania on Christmas Eve. Wow. So it's also a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a comedy. It's a it's 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 labeled like comedy I, romance, I question, but it's just this oh I question oh, I love it. I love it too. So I question the one thing. Um Quinn did make a statement last episode. That we want heist movies. Bank heist. Where, in the synapse. Get off my nuts. Where the heist isn't just in the first act and then forgotten no, about. No, no, it's for the whole... Like, they the don't whole, continue. The whole reason they're there is the bank heist. So, like, right, but the they story don't, goes on and they're trying still to get away from being blamed for the bank heist. Okay, so it's been a minute since I've seen it. It is ever-present. Okay. I mean, I... Honestly, like I saw that movie probably twice. Like, no man, it's it's, it's, good, it's a great fucking you know, movie. It's one of those classic, things. classic. Uh, I, I would call it eighties comedy because you said it was what ninety two. That's what you call a curveball, Chris. Oh, Inception. You have, you, great movie, not a curveball. You've bitch. got nothing, nothing, <laughs> my friend. Wait, I got twenty other choices. Wait says you're wrong. till mine lands. <laughs> um, have you seen Trapped in Paradise, Quinn? No, no. I, I've seen like all your yours is like vast list of like eighties, nineties comedies. I've seen like almost none of them. I mean, but no, here's the thing. I think real. it's about it's about it's about um, availability, right? right? Like these are the things that would pop up on Comedy Central or right. yes. on HBO. I watch and these all uh, the time on with a, like with, it came on every other Friday in December. You know, what I mean? with uh, yeah. the way we do everything now. Um, yeah, uh, the way we do everything now. Um, you choose what you watch. So now you've got to flip through fucking a single picture and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to see that based on that picture in these six words. I actually Whereas, avoid streaming platforms if they don't have a synapse with the picture. Cause I'm like, I got to click on it first. But with Fuck cable, you. but with cable, you, you tap, 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 landed on something was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm watching. You're Fuck committed to Disney. it. So, um, uh, I recommend Trapped in Paradise. So I will, I, love that movie. I will take us to break here with my first pick. Um, I am going to, I don't remember the year, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to recommend Drive. Yep. Nice. On my list. On my list. Yes, yes. bro. I was going to say For that sure. Um, it's, I'm, I'm actually really glad that, that everybody like, hears it, so there's yeah. not oh, one divisive driver. person You're about this. Yeah. I think Drive is brilliant. It is. It absolutely is. The, I was the, the driver. That's my bit. The way that people criticize it with Ryan Gosling never saying anything. Oh, no, I'm on the right one. Yeah. His his emoting in that movie is so out of this world. You 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 are a lot he makes you feel along the ride with him the entire way. Right. Right. Brilliantly silent. Yeah. 
it's just like you there's never any question on how no. he feels because his, his face and way. his body language gives you everything so you need everything to know. know. Everything. Everything. So I I recommend Drive if people Honestly, have been telling you to avoid Drive. Like, the soundtrack is phenomenal. It brought back dark wave new you know new when he 80 tightens sounding. his arm and they show the close up of his fingers around the hammer. Yeah, yeah. It's, and he never even swings it. Like, yeah. Oh, you know what it yeah, yeah, you, you know, know what it means. So yeah. for those who don't know, Drive is about a stuntman. He works in Hollywood, and his side job is he's a getaway driver. He is the guy who arrives, drops off the people, and his job is to just get them out. And he has rules, and he has you know a, a way that he goes about it that keeps him safe, and he's not connected to anybody or whatever. So he's this very um, Clint Eastwood, uh, man without a name, type of character but, dollars yeah. and it's a it's a slow burn it's not a heavy action movie however is it's an impactful story that i just i i highly recommend it the color what is it wrist ruffin newer wrist ruffin I'll, I'll 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 get the name when we come back from break um but uh the the director has very few movies that I enjoy, but Drive is Drive, Drive is one of them. Is, yeah, Drive so is, good. Drive is, so yeah, that brilliant. was his that, that was his magnum opus, in my opinion. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think he'll ever do anything to that. I anymore. don't think so. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's too. That's hard. a hard match though. It's like it was too hard it was that fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it's too hard of a movie to top. Like you literally, you have laid out your. This is your piece. Like yeah, it, like Ryan you know. Gosling's brilliance, brilliance aside in his performance, like the cinematography, like the whole pack. It's um, all there. what's her name? Uh, Heath Ledger's. It was Heath Ledger's ex-wife, right? Yeah. Uh, is it Carrie Madigan? Uh, no, something like that. She's super cute in that. Dude. She's I just, like, adorable. Just watched like three weeks ago. Yeah. Adorable, but she and her role, her like she she carries. She is the only dialogue that we yeah. get from his side. Three screens. You can't Google one thing. Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking fucking with you. I can do it. Uh, but that takes us to uh, the break. So we will be back in uh, just a moment, everybody. Uh, stink with us. I said stink with us. <laughs> Stick I do have with to us. Fart. Ready, gentlemen? Yeah. Refreshing. Such a nice sound. Too. Yeah, isn't it? Every yeah, time. Every time. New drink, new movies. We're back. Um, top of the list we had this evening. Our recommendations were Reservoir Dogs from Quinn. Chris suggested Inception. Joe threw out Trapped in Paradise. And we closed out before break with my recommendation for watching Drive. Yes, so that sir. brings us to Quinn. Uh, Quinn, what's your next recommendation for us tonight for heist movies? It's... um. It's one of my favorite, like, neo-Western movies. It also happens to be a heist movie. It's called Hell or High Water. Um, it's, uh, it's about two brothers that have to steal their um, land back from a, uh, from a bank. So they rob a bunch of small banks, then they like, wander them through, uh, let's call it a casino, in order to get, like, yeah, it's a, it's a Chris film. Um, <laughs> it's very Chris. Uh, <laughs> You can take the boy out of Texas. You can't take Texas out the boy. Yeah, it's it, it <laughs> it's, it's awesome, and it really does capture the whole like like uh, don't tread on me thing. Like like literally like the just the people in the town are chasing them down after they rob the bank and stuff like that. There's like this giant like shootout at the end, and the, like uh, the main the main brother is like very cold and calculated. The other brother is like really reckless, and they're a really cool dynamic duo. It's a 
I think it's an awesome movie. So I haven't seen that, but uh, it's been recommended to me a lot. Same, same. I've never seen it. I've heard about it, but I yeah. haven't seen it yet. So, and I believe it's, I believe it's available on Netflix. Yeah, it if is. I'm not mistaken. It is. Um, Joe, have you seen Hell or High Water? Yes, uh, one time I believe. Maybe knowing me, saying once is probably two or three times. But yeah. uh, when did it come out? It's been since probably then. It's probably five years or so. Yeah, yeah roughly. Yeah, so like not fresh on my mind. Right, but, yeah, but you've definitely I'm aware seen it. of it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um. Wow. So that's one that was quick. Who's yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's in it? Because yeah, we haven't um, seen it. It's, yeah. Yeah, Tanny Chatham and some his brother is just some no-name actor I can't remember. Um, yeah, and then the it, it's younger very, guy. Yeah, what got me into it was it, it's very like well, I kind of fell in love no, with No dude. Country for Old Men. And I was looking at other like neo westerns and stuff. Okay, and I, yeah. I came across it. I was just kind of exploring the genre. I mean, it's a it's a it's a really cool movie. Like, there's a lot of cool shootouts. There's a lot of cool yeah. like. It's like, been heavily recommended. Yeah, they're to they're they're like brother bro, brother and brother dynamic. I do it's enjoy like, Channing Tatum, bro. Yeah. But usually, who did like, you say was in this? He said Channing Tatum. Tatum. Bro, you're way off. And I love Channing Tatum. <laughs> Who is it? Who is and I do enjoy him. So I don't Pine. think he was in that movie. Chris Pine. Dude, they're the same dude. Come on. They're not they're the same. Chris Pine. Chris oh, Pine. And by the way, the no-name brother. That's, Chris Pine that's is Channing Tatum's butt plug, bro. Chris Pine <laughs> okay. is so tiny. Okay, but to be fair, to, to be fair, what has Ben Foster been in yeah. recently that Youngblood here would have, like, connected with but, but i love ben foster i love ben foster he's also, archangel and he's the fucking doofus from fucking punisher man also jeff bridges is in this film yeah, he's the main cop. so that's why that's i was gonna say jeff bridges but i didn't want to misspeak let me see his face yeah yeah no i mean you don't Channing have a phone? Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mixed it up. I mixed it up with a different movie that's also on my list. You're thinking of Shannon Tatum and Donnie McBride, and that's this is the uh, Donnie makes Shannon Tatum his best. No, like what the no, fuck, no. Quinn? In, in my brain, there's literally like a frame of the movie where he's sitting on the farm with the oil things in the background at the end, and it's literally Channing Tatum. I don't know how. Actually, no, it is Chris Pine. It's coming back to me. He's got like his kid and stuff. They look nothing alike. They look kind of alike. (laughs) I'm dying over here. There's at least like at at least eight inches, if not a foot and a half of height. (laughs) Not to mention muscle mass. And I'm sorry, Chan Tatum looks like somebody pulled his ears out. But they don't look anything alike. I don't know. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, okay. so not to not to, to beat Quinn up. But, let's be fair. But if we're bringing up Channing Tatum, I love him as any kind of supporting, like just pop up role. He's Absolutely. so fucking hilarious. Yeah. When you let him, I think just he's, he's do genuinely silly funny. Shit, when you just let him be silly, he's yeah. fucking I mean, honestly, hilarious. That's why he's so good in the Magic Mike stuff. Like I've never seen the Magic Mike goon, stuff. You know they're like, doing a third one. He's not yeah. afraid of the yeah, comedy, like Triple XL or whatever. The hell it's I mean, of course it is. Why would you name it anything else? Yeah, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's him and Selma Hayek. And, well, and here's the thing: it hurts me because like it's a Steven Soderbergh movie, the first one, and I'm like, oh man, I, I gotta. It was actually good. People like, try and tell me that, but I'm just like, <sighs> I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. Like I've I, never I was, seen any of them. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the first one, I was I was the same way. I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch this. My wife wanted to watch, of course. But I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. I'm like, it's Soderbergh though. So I sat down and watched it, and I was like. Believe it or not, this is a really good fucking movie. Well, I'm sure it like, is. It's a soda bar. Sure the is. first two acts are like just, really great. Yeah. The third act's like, oh, cool. You know, but it, yeah, it was really awesome. I've just never been forced. So you're, you're seconding Magic Mike? Yeah, I, I digged. I actually watched it on a plane. And um, yeah, the first two acts were 
really cool. Okay. Third, third act was a good I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the full Monty. Yeah. Because that's really what that I actually haven't from. seen the full Monty, but yeah. I'm aware of it. So good. Yeah, dude, that's a so comedy, good. right? Yeah. 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 It's really good. With, so, uh... Not American. Anyways, are they, are they British? Hella is it British? I wasn't sure if it was British or Scottish. <laughs> What'd you say, Joe? How the fuck did we get it from Hell or High Water? Yeah. Hell or High Water takes us places. So that takes yeah. us to Chris. Chris, Texas what's, uh, what's your you recommendation? So I'm in the weird line here on this one. Like, I've got two that are really good. Could I could I have you speak into the mic? Oh, yes. Sorry. I, I have two that are really great. So I'm kind of in this line of like, fuck, what do I, which one do I pick? Um, that's I'm, right, because we each only have three. So. Right, so it's tough. I right? got twenty over here. If you I've need got twenty two. An answer, I'll no, give no, no, you. no. No so one wants like, to say heat. Everyone wants to have like the fun one. <laughs> the fun one. <laughs> that, that's the problem, right? That's one of the ones. Well, so now here's if the thing: you're listening to the podcast, we don't use the quintessential. Yeah, I'm trying not. We'll to. We'll talk about right? that later. Right. right. We we, 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 just, we we'll do did. our we highlights at the wrap up. Right, and and already. If if so, if you weren't aware, just so that you're aware, we will talk about things that didn't make our recommendation as kind of a right. honorable honorable right. mention. Right. So so here's my thing. Okay, this is, and I'm not talking about the fucking horrible remake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am going to go back to the lovely '80s film that was amazing. Okay, so I I I you already know I thought going. about this. I thought about this. What? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just going to say... 1980 Blonde. Yeah. Point Break. Yeah. Ah, dang it, dude. Right. Oh, uh, we just stealing yeah. off. We're just like... Dude, you guys are destroying... We're us. heisting. We're heisting all of Quinn's picks. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. Point Break is amazing. Awesome. I knew someone was going to mention it. I, I, was, I can't be the one to mention it because I, I've honestly not seen it enough. Like I've probably seen it once, and it was so before good. any sort of appreciation. It's like it's it's right. due the a Swayze, revisit for dude. me, right. and I almost Swayze. did. Sways with the Reeves. Yep, the, I almost did revisit. There were a few. Up, bruh. There were a few that 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 when I was putting Lord my list Lily? together that I did rewatch. Uh, that was not one of them. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just a great movie that like goes down this whole surfer thing and then turns into a heist movie, and you're just like, holy fucking shit! Yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Good, it's so like yeah, everything about it. The, the, and I mean, if you think about it, this led Keanu into speed, this led Keanu mm-hmm. into all these bigger roles, which now is, you know, obviously Matrix and John Wick. And John Wick. Shit, right? You know, but the Sways, man, like, the Sways lays it on thick, and he always does R.I.P. also from man. Texas. Yes, man. Um, I was actually at his theater that I actually, his junior high theater that he danced at. Swayze's? Yeah, like. Three weeks ago, it was a lot of. Oh fun. no, kidding! Yeah, before I came up, no I kidding. Working on a show, yeah, yeah. It was Legends cool. never die. So that's that's something me and the Sways have in common. I was a dancer. Really? Yep. Nine years. I know that. That's amazing. Yep. Nine years up until I was about sixteen. Tap Jazz and... tap ballet. What? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I learned. I know. I'm a klutzy. I'm a klutzy day, chubby man. fuck now, every but uh, yeah. Float like a butterfly. I was never like graceful. I was never. The, the one thing I had, the one thing I had going for me was my penis, right? Because back then. Not a lot of guys danced, uh-huh. and the girls were ecstatic to do partnering. And you can't do partnering without the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we kind of like revolutionized everything that was happening because me and my brother, and there were two other gentlemen our age, and so you know we did six seven years. We took competitions and things. But here's the thing, though, I didn't take it super seriously. We we went from from playing baseball to that based just on the family things. In his mother's hallway. Oh yeah, boys, yeah. I got stuff. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, that yeah. led me to loving theater and being in theater, and Absolutely. henceforth here. 
it's what happened with Swayze. Like, I'm sorry, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. like, well, because before Jabberwockies, dancing for a dude was was not the thing. Like, right. it wasn't cool. Like, yeah, I yeah. I hid it from my peers. There was no there was no flexing about being a dancer. I mean, there was a stint in the '80s with break dancing, but that's a whole different ball game to Breaking choreography. To electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. So yeah, great pick, Chris, at uh, uh, Point Break. Yeah, love uh, Joe. What do you got for us? I got another. Joseph Gordon Lovett special. Oh. The Lookout, 2007. A gifted high school hockey player has his life turned upside down by a car accident, which leaves him with a brain injury that causes memory loss. Now forced to take a job as a night cleaning man in a bank. So he's a night janitor, right? This is just like the brief synapse of the overstory. He works as a janitor, and he befriends a gang of bank robbers. Who use him to access the bank? Wait, what movie is this? The Lookout. What year? Heard of what this. year did you yeah. say it was? Two thousand seven. Director okay. Scott Frank, screenplay Scott Frank, Miramax. I've so, not seen this. I feel like yeah. I've heard of this, and I, I think somebody had told me at one one time to go see it, but I just you got Joseph Gordon. Well, Joe Lovett, is telling you to see it now. Jeff Daniels, Ilsa Fisher. Matthew Good, I like as a Fisher. Carla Guino. Jeff Daniels like in every dude. Dude, I don't know. Movie, dude. Like, I don't know. It's weird, right? This movie did go. Was he under in it for radar, more than five I'm minutes? Telling you, this is it's fucking. Is it an action type heist movie? Is it a, a like a swagger type heist it's a, movie? It's, it's a little bit of swagger. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but there it is high octane. Like once it gets you, it you're gripped. And what are they? What are they trying to? They're trying to heist what? So Joseph Gordon Love it. Is a simpleton basically, right? Like his his Obviously. he got he had a head injury and now he's a night janitor. Oh, okay, right? okay. So this the girl, Elsa Fisher, in the gang manip manipulates him, right? As girls do. Right. They let he lets him into the bank, right? And then shit goes down. Interesting. The lookout. Wow. Yeah, no spoilers. No, yeah, don't not not yet. Um, it's like, not, really not, good, not unless that really one comes good. up as our our movie to view. I was gonna say like it seems like a, some of our heist movies. I, I enjoy I enjoyed are... the lighting in this thing. I, I really yeah. enjoyed like the cinematography. wasn't like nothing's over the top. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very subtle, but it's also in your face when it needs to be. It was just really well done, but didn't. I think get the clout that it deserves. You know so I mean? there are so many titles that are listed here, and uh, it's amazing how little crossover has happened on my list. So um, we've got one, two, three, four, five more recommendations, um, including my next one, and then everyone else's last. Um, so I think there's a lot of movies that we might <coughs> do some brief discussion of later. Um, but I like where this is going right now because there's there's a lot of variety happening here. Um, and can I like it's interesting that like we are naming I know I know we don't do the norm right the thing that everybody everybody's seen right we, we have yeah. done a couple we don't want to talk about movies everybody else right is talking but I about, do love that like heard that podcast we've had two now right exactly but I do love that we've had two now that's like hell or high water you and I you haven't seen I it. haven't seen it right same thing with lookout I, yeah. I haven't I, seen know, it. Something like shit. I, maybe I should add that to my list. Yeah. So you know walking, I mean? like, walking. I like being able to walk away with my own stuff. Like I, if I saw everything, then it's like okay, cool. I mean, yeah. obviously they're great if movies. We don't roll it mentioned, the die, I'm, like, I'm taking that title home anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's where I think I'm. I'm hoping to go with this next one. I don't think this one is too crazy under the radar, 
but I'm not certain how many uh, at the table here have seen this one. Um, so my next recommendation is going to be um, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Okay. This is one of, um, God, I believe was the director, Sydney, it was, I believe, Sidney Lumet's last film. Uh, it stars Ethan Hawke okay. and Philip Seymour Hoffman okay. as a couple of brothers. Yeah. Who, Second time he surprised who, me. What's Wait, that? When was this made? Forgot about uh, that 2011. Movie. Let me let me look real quick. Like, I feel like I remember hearing about this. So movie. here's here's the story, and here's where the heist Seymour is. Hoffman's the movie. Last, this movie is told very much so, out of sequence, very Tarantino, yeah. very uh, Christopher Nolan, sure, right? Sure, sure. And it kind of builds. And the tale is that these two brothers, one I believe is doing well, and the other one's not so well, or okay. whatever. But their parents own a jewelry store. Okay. And one thing leads to another to where one brother talks the other into robbing mom and dad's jewelry store for a few dollars to take care of a thing. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And things no don't harm, go no things don't go to plan. Yeah. And and I hope even by saying that I haven't spoiled anything because it is one of those movies that like I mean, answers the questions really as they get be asked more and so basic about the plot than that. Like if anything else, honestly, with that movie, anything else is giving something away. It's right. So it is so powerful. It, I mean, first off, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. I mean, come on. The old it Hoffman. takes you on that twist. Oh. I'm telling you right the now. Two thousand seven. Yeah. It's two thousand seven. I even loved him. him as Mattress Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the synopsis Punch that IMDb dude, gives is when Seymour Hoffman could have read. Oh, the well, see, here's the thing, dude. It's not just that. Love. So it's I'm Albert. Listen, Albert so Finney's in it. Marisa, uh, Marissa Tomei, Michael Shannon, um, other faces you recognize. I don't know if you'd know their names. Rosemary Harris, uh, Brian O'Brien, but 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 Marissa Tomei. But now, first off, there's a very very sexy scene with Marissa Tomei. Don't be Same. stupid. There's she a talk good very sexy. Same no, no, not not Rosie I'm Perez. Not, not Rosie. I have to, I have Marissa Tomei. Family wife, guy wife, reference. If you have to watch this. I do love you, but I uh, say more. Oh my God! <laughs> watch, watch. I highly recommend all of the quality things about Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Yeah, yeah. Including Marissa Tomei. I like Marissa Tomei. Like, I mean, I think. Sorry, Quinn, you're going to not be involved in this, but because uh, the only Marissa Tomei you know is from Spider-Man. Yeah, um, yeah but she's uh, hot, dude. She's what a hot, hot Aunt May. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to argue. But yeah. but he didn't know young Marissa Tomei. Like, dude. we all had... So do you remember Marissa, Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler? Dude, dude. Of course I do. Yeah. Before yeah. the Devil Knows You're Dead? Yeah. Better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Better. All right. So, um, yeah. So the, when two brothers organize the robbery of their parents' jewelry store, the job goes horribly wrong. I mean... Triggering a series of events that sends them, their father, and one's brother's wife barreling towards a shattering climax. It's just a fucking ride. Um, Sidney Lumet is one of my favorite directors, and uh, I don't Good know stuff. if it's Lumet or Lumet. I don't know. I think it's Lumet. Okay, right. so Lumet. can't say he's one of my favorites and mispronounce his name, I guess. You don't Whatever. pronounce the T. I don't know where the, the fuck he's from. Words. I don't know where he's France. from. It could be Lumet. Or French, Lumet. Canadian. I don't well, That's fucking French. That's dude. neither okay. here nor the there. Yeah. Doesn't change. That's neither here nor there because now we need one from it's French Quinn. Indonesia. They still don't pronounce the T at the end of the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's uh, Quinn's turn. Yep. Okay, for the next. So my next one. Yeah. I no, I haven't done one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, bro. You no, did the look you, you did the second run. <laughs> Listen, I'm running this thing, okay? So, uh, somebody's got to. What is this for Twisted Teas, Joe? I don't count anything. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're beyond counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Numbers are numbers are 
<laughs> fictitious. Uh, fictitious. That's on camera. Okay. Just so you know, when you guys decide to watch so, this video, you'll know how many twisted teas Joe has had. Yeah, count them. <laughs> I'll add a counter in the corner when I edit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one for Desperado. Yeah. And one when we started. Right. Okay. Anyways. Oh, um, okay, so my next choice is Lucky Loden. It actually has Jane Tatum in it. Wait, which one? Lucky, Lucky no, Logan Lucky is actually what it's called. Lucky, Logan yeah. Lucky. Get it right, homie. Pull out your phone or something. No, no, no some I, kind of, I got it. I got it. So, um, <laughs> you guys are giving him so much shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a heist movie. It's about NASCAR. It's about this construction worker that, uh, like, he's 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 he's, he's, he's divorced, and his girlfriend or his ex-wife has, like, this new, like, husband who's, like, actually a Roy from The Office. And he's like making he's Good making a Roy he's making office. a ton of money. I didn't money. think he did anything. I thought I he actually worked at that office. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's making a ton of money, and this guy's got to like come up with a plan. And um, him and his like his like redneck roommates uh, end up like robbing NASCAR, but all of his redneck roommates are like really dumb, and he's like kind of smart. And it's it's a really it's cool got, movie. Uh, Daniel Craig, right? James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. I don't know why I haven't seen this movie. I, I yeah. come across it a lot. I yeah, remember pick, back when there were rental stores, I'd pass it, and it was like, you know. You have four copies of this one, ten copies of that. Logan Lucky always had like the one fucking copy, so I wanted to see it more because of that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it, it didn't make the cut when I made it's my choice. It's a really fun watch. It's got a twist ending. It, it's cool. It's a really cool heist movie. It's nothing. It's nothing special. Like it's nothing. It's it's not like a crazy movie you like have to see. But it's a it's a good heist movie. It's got a cool twist. I mean, there's not too many movies about NASCAR that aren't like car, no car movies. You yeah. Know? Days of Thunder. Yeah, you get to. It's cool. You know. It captures the deep south. It's a very, it's very Chris movie, you know. Very. What Texas the fuck says. is that supposed to mean? You know, it's just it's. Hey, you know what's redneck as shit? <laughs> <laughs> redneck shit. Fuck you. <laughs> what are you insulted what by is, redneck somebody, stuff? Somebody, somebody yeah. ordered. Are you a redneck? No. Because, well, then what are you insulted for? Well, I'm insulted because uh, everybody thinks that not everyone in Texas is fucking rednecks, and we're not. Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm you go. About. You go about an hour. Like, oh, and a half. like people in New York say, "Hey, oh, you're from Texas. You ride horse and buggies everywhere." Yeah, that's exactly what we yeah, do. Just look at no, no, I don't think that. Yeah. No, yeah. the buggy is ridiculous. But I know you had to take a horse everywhere. Of course, yeah. There's no such thing as like a car, you know, or a highway in Texas, or cable, or yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm or, excited for you guys to get electricity. Yeah, I know, right? It's amazing. The thought, the thought of electricity. Here's the thing. I'm just, I'm glad, at least for our sake, you coming up here, that you guys at least have running water. Correct, correct. And, you know, at least, you know... Y'all talking about alternating current. We're on our own grid, so, I mean, you know, <laughs> we can't get on the state, we can't get on the government. Okay, grid. so here's the thing. Uh, if and when... I will give... I love if and Texas when Texas secedes... federal. They're like, we got this shit. Are you jumping ship, or are you staying oh Texas? Oh, my God, really? You're, okay, so, <laughs> all right. Well, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We don't have, so we don't have time Texas. for that. So, well, I'll, we don't have time for that. You got a brief answer? brief answer, so... First of all, seceding will never happen. No, of course so not. so many things that have to happen for that to of happen course in not. our laws. But <clears throat> if it was to ever happen, I am, me and my wife are getting the fuck out of Texas. Sorry. Welcome aboard. Because those are the crazy bastards that I do not want to be around. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm moving to Texas. If you, have you not seen... Uh, if we secede? Have you ever seen the bad, last time bad state things? Seceded was the what Civil was that yeah. Oh, man. I think it was yeah. bad things. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, bad. the Jim Carrey one. But yeah, that's not on our Jason list, so... No, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Of course I wouldn't. Uh, have no. you seen Logan Lucky? I have not. And, so, and I, you? Anyone seen it? I, I saw it once, yeah. What do you think? It was good. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's, it's a crazy movie, but it's, it's cool, you know? Yeah, you I, know. it looked like it had a vibe that was right up my alley, so I do want to see it. It's a good movie. 
on the trailer. It had, I can it say had that. the elements. Yeah, but uh, having not ever like this is the first conversation I've had about yeah. the movie, so no one's ever been like, "Oh my god, yeah. you haven't seen Logan Lucky." Well, it's so it, now, it's now like, like, it's, like in the first act, they break Daniel Craig out of jail. There's a lot of cool stuff. If and, you enjoy Daniel Craig not being James Bond, I love Daniel fucking Craig. Check this shit. I yeah, love Daniel Craig. I love Craig. him too. I'm just He's saying, talented. like it's it's not what he did after he got famous, but this is one of those things that got him famous. He's brilliant. So, <clears throat> is it me next? It is you. This is your last recommendation so for the I evening. I know this is way not something that you're going to know. Yeah. Quinn, by yeah, the way. Today has been a lot of... Uh, I, I, I love the amount of titles that we're each able to walk away with today to watch. Right. So, I am going to drop this one, and I think nobody's going to know this. Uh, it's actually on Shudder right now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, Interesting. Yeah. A heist movie on Shudder. Yeah. I'm, so it is I'm a intrigued. horror heist film. Okay. Brad, I kind of <gasps> briefly <gasps> mentioned this to you. <laughs> Interesting. Poltergeist is not a heist time. movie. It is not. Time cop. So this is from 1982. Okay, even better. I'm going to read the plot out because yeah, it's go for hard it. To explain. Can you give me a title uh, so I can it, type it yes, while you're reading the summary? I'm right there on it. Uh, <laughs> the name is Q, the Winged Serpent. Q as in uh, Q, Q U. As in Q. Son of a bitch, you got me. As in just the letter Q. Oh, just the letter Q. Just the letter Q. Semicolon <sighs> the Winged Serpent. Interesting. And it is so. Right. New York Police Department detectives Shepard and Powell are working on a bizarre uh, case. Uh, microphone. microphone. <clears throat> Sorry. Apologize. NYPD detectives Shepard and Powell are working on a bizarre case of ritualistic Aztec murder. Meanwhile, something big is attacking people of New York, and only greedy small-time crook Jimmy Quinn knows where the lair is. So basically what happens, right, is that they are, and I'm not going to go full out, but there is an entire heist piece that happens in this where they're trying yeah. to rob, they're basically robbing a huge jewelry store. Is this like a giallo, or is it a horror? It is, it's like a hammer horror. Yeah, it's okay. like a hammer horror. So it was, oh, it's got a fucking dragon on the... Yeah, on it, the... It, there is a dragon. Nice, bro. That's yeah. it. Is there something like Trendor. that in the movie? Yes. No kidding. You got to be careful on Shutter because it'll show you some wild shit on the cover, and then you watch it, and you're like, yeah. "Well, what the? Where's I mean, that fucking Uzi he thing?" He looks ready to burn the countryside, dragon, bro. Like, and so David fucking Carradine. Uh-huh. You should have started with that. Well, David I was going to, but you didn't get the chance because someone was like, "Can you give me the fucking thing before?" Well, it's because you were doing this long preamble. I wanted to type it and listen. Hey, quit telling people how to talk, Brad. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Floor is yours, Chris. Anyway, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yes, David Carradine is in it, and it's fantastic. Also, Michael Moriarty. Let's not forget I about see Michael that. Moriarty. All right. <clears throat> and Richard Roundtree, which who is also very well known. Oh, Roundtree. Shaft. Yep, yep. So, it's a fantastic film. What's Granted, it doesn't. Now, I will. I will admit the effects do not hold up. Obviously, dude, it's 1992. Am I gonna get 1990? Uh, Am I gonna get 82 effects from it? Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, oh, you just yeah. shut your and mouth. it's creative the way they do the dragon Chef. stuff too. Like it's really, really so. Nice. There's a there's a dragon like a uh, create. Do they do 82? So they wouldn't have done any. They could have done blue screen like on there, like a puppet little, or something. Little, little so it's not Ghostbustery. Is it a little no. more a little more carpentry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm fucking in. Yeah, it's hammer horror. It's beautiful. Sold. It's New York. It's it's Sounds everything cool. you think it's gonna be. Not, yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Cue the winged Thank serpent, you, man. And the guy's name is Quinn. Shepherd. Oh, uh, there is a Jimmy Quinn. Michael Moriarty plays Jimmy Quinn. Jimmy yeah. Quinn. Yeah, Jimmy. Last name, not a first name. name. I mean, I'll take, take what you can get. There's not a lot of cute names out yeah, there. That's true. 
you know, I mean, you kind as, of as a, original. As, as a quick, I've, I've, I've accepted that myself. Like, well, that's, that's a, not a lot of representation. No, you're also one of the last ones in line, believe me, I know I'm a W. It yeah, sucks. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a I'm a C, so fuck you. <laughs> took me a while to learn I needed glasses. I'm, I'm yeah. swallowing the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. I took I'm leaning into the iPad, then all of a sudden just uh. but yeah, it took me a while to to um I don't remember what I was saying. Something about my last name. Oh, so get know that I needed glasses because yeah, yeah. I always got set in the front of the fucking classroom. Yeah, yeah. It was not cool. Yeah, it's not you can't goof around up front <laughs> at all. <laughs> Raise your hand, otherwise the teacher just picks so you anyways. Maybe there was a plus to be in last name. With a, with there a, you go. So, Joe, we're we're filling time for you. Yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm just you fired away. Spit that like, shit. Okay, so I think I out of the, the list of twenty, to I have I have two here that I have already pulled up with like facts for Google and stuff, and they're really good movies. But out of this list of twenty, I'm like, oh, I mean, they're they're all fucking good. I'm just gonna do what's there. Fucking Guy Ritchie, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. So I thought about that one hard. I thought about that one hard, and I was just uncertain whether or not it qualified as a heist. I thought it was going to be Snatch or Lock, Stock. There's robbery, but we'll let let you talk about it. I'm going to take it. So Eddie, played by Nick Moran, convinces three friends to pull funds for a high-stakes poker game against local crime boss Hatchet Harry, played by P.H. Moriarty. And Harry cheats, and Eddie loses... Giving him a week to pay back half a million pounds. Yep. Which leads to him and his friends being desperate because Harry wants his kid's dad's pub. Yeah. He wants the pub that and his dad is clean slate, no crime, right? right, right and this right. is gangster London we're talking mm-hmm. about. Right, right, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So the gaggle of friends played by uh so there's Jason Fleming, Jason Statham, Nick Moran. It's a huge, it's huge Dexter cast. Fletcher, Vinny Jones, you know, all these people. The four friends go to steal a bunch of weed. Yeah. What they call gack or what? Gear. Gear. Yeah, that's what they're called, gear. But so turns out that they're heisting the guy they're going to pay. Right. There you right. Go. It's just. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. It's violent. Everything it needs to yeah. be. It's so much style. Yeah, yeah. The, well, it's Guy Ritchie. I mean, come on. Guy really? Ritchie, yeah. The way Guy Ritchie makes films is, well, the used to make films. British yeah. Robert the way that Guy Ritchie used to make films do, you know what I mean? like, was a whole yeah. different style. Like, I, he's a genre of himself. Exactly. Like, he took what, what Tarantino did in his early work and was like, hmm, what if I put it on more speed? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, average. Just that. His use of, of editing, his use of music, his use of camera work, everything is just so style. Everything is stylized. There's yeah. nothing not stylistic about. Right. And a Guy Ritchie a film guy Ritchie is film. a Guy Ritchie film. Like, right. It's his brainchild. There's no other person. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nobody else that's going to tell that story that way. That's true. He could take he likes your segmenting story the Tarantino and thing the way where he takes his brain stories and moves right. them you know, with continuity right. and, and introducing the different stories. He can have eight bonkers things going on at once and somehow pieces it all yeah. together to where you're 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 okay with it and it's follow along. So yeah. good. It's just so good. Yep. Well, that's a good pick, Joe. The fucking neighbors through the wall with the head through the vent. Right. Right. It's just Yeah, I mean Lockstock is it's a great one. So I see where I see where we're at here, guys, because I too am having a hard time like okay. Cause this this list actually 
has surprised me a lot tonight. Because yeah. I'm not going to have enough time to say what I want to say about my. Yeah, I mean, my, at this point, I've got the last. I've got the last recommendation, my, so my, no one, like, no one else. The highlight reel at I'm, the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we didn't do Ocean's Eleven. You yeah. know, like yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, an yeah. obvious pick, it's right? Like it's pick. it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not. It's better than the original was. It's a, it. Right. It has since lost some of its impact because it was so popular and it, right. it wore itself out. Blah blah blah. But Oceans Eight well, when Ocean's the women 12, did it, Ocean's, that was really. I didn't end up seeing it. So I'm looking at the women did it was refreshing. I'm looking at my list here and I'm looking at the different type of movies that we've pointed out here and we hit so many different genres that I'm not really sure how I can add something new to the genre uh, or to to the the highest plus with the exception of probably one. So I'm torn really really between two and they're two incredibly different movies. Um, one, one one would be. Just do the one. A new genre. A new genre. It can't be. Is it high or But it's or not? too new. So I'm gonna go with. I don't remember what year this was. Let me see what year this was real quick. Hey, but hey, remember is, when you told him to name the fucking name of the yep. movie because he was being too convoluted? Yep. Get to it. Yep. Come on, Bradley. It's 2010. Ford. He's a Ford. <laughs> don't ever Lee him. 2010 movie called Henry's Crime. That stars Vera Farminga. Keanu Reeves Good and James Conn. Good Keanu Reeves plays an everyday guy who steps out of his house one day to go do I forget what, but his house is invaded by two robbers okay. who don't show up as robbers. They show up as baseball players and they say that they need a new player. Their guy is sick. A guy comes in puking and all this other shit. And he says, we just need an extra player. And Keanu goes along. And they don't show up to a baseball diamond. They show up to a bank. And now he is the getaway driver. <laughs> and they fuck it up. Huh. And he spends time in jail. Oh, wow. That's the open. He comes back, and he's just this regular guy. And he explores. He's lost everything now. I forget how many years he did. But the movie from there is him, like, I just did however many years for robbing this bank yeah, yeah, yeah. that I didn't rob. Right. So I'm going to rob this bank. And the great choice of like, the way yeah, that of action. <laughs> it's like, hey, I just spent a bunch of time in jail. Guess what? I'm gonna risk it again. He didn't. He I mean, didn't do anything. If anybody's ever he been did to time. any kind of jail, I'm not even talking about like even just county. It's criminal school. Yeah, yeah. you go that's to a fucking is. federal prison. That's totally all it is. So that's where school. That's where yeah. James Con comes in. He meets James Con in jail and says, "Listen, this is what I want to do when that's I get out." Mind. Or maybe it's after he gets up. Regardless, he hits up James Khan, and the two of them then proceed. And and I don't want to give away anything else, but it's a it's not an action movie. Okay. Um, it's not a chamber piece, but it takes place basically between uh this bank, yeah, a theater, and his apartment. And the theater, I don't want to ruin that. That that comes into play. But that's where Vera Farmiga comes in. She's an actress. But uh, highly recommend this movie. So Very is it good. Vera or Vera? Vera. It's V E R A. Vera. Okay, okay. Can you split? Like, what's why is it called Vera? I guess that's tomato. That's tomato. her name. Oh, but that's okay. yeah. That's, that's her name. That's, that's probably, her name. Vera Farmiga. That's probably tomato tomato. You know probably. I mean, right? I mean yeah. she's, you'd have to ask her. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would be more qualified. I would think. Right. <laughs> Don't call me fucking Vera. I'll call you whatever you want. Yeah. You look at me like that. Mm. 
Um, so let me let me type this down yeah, now that I've Joe, made. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> made a decision here. Every word out of Henry's my mouth. Crime. Like, so are you saying like there's you, no filter. You, you truthfully enjoy little... watching the Insidious films. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run down this yeah. list. Yeah. Um, this is our this is our our list of recommendations that uh, we mm. recommend that our listeners take a listen to. Or take a... watch. Man, will they watch? Man, they watch. You could you could close your eyes. You could you could just listen. Nothing Thank stopping you, them. Nothing stopping them, Brad. Thank you. you know, okay, so, Mister. I don't know who Chris Pine is. <laughs> I know who he is. I, just, I misremembered. Yeah, I mean. Quinn should know. He's been ignoring his eyes this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, li- the list of recommendations for our heist movies tonight are as follows. Uh, Inception, Reservoir Dogs, Trapped in Paradise, Drive, Hell or High Water, Point Break, The Lookout, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Q, The Winged Serpent, Logan Lucky, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, and Henry's Crime. So we are going to talk a little bit about our um, discards or our honorable honorable mentions and such. Yeah. Before we do that, I'm going to give this die here over to Chris. Okay. You ever rolled a die before? I have. You know you want to keep it on the table. I do. Some of our guests don't. I know. It's <laughs> on the table. Quinn especially. Dude, no, it was, uh, who's the Fred. sad guy? It was Fred. It was Fred. Yeah. I kept it on the table. It's always your ten. fault. Ten. Yeah. Okay, so ten is Inception. <laughs> hey, okay, cool. Right. So I have I like that, that on DVD. Yeah, I I just started watching that the other day. So Inception is going to be our movie that we that we discuss uh, next week at the the top of the uh, the next uh, episode. Damn it! It is good. Here's the thing: yeah, these I are all movies I cute. have. I'm I'm adding that to my Shutter list like yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, that's honestly, no we doubt. Go back and watch. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna straight like we can we can all admit there's a lot of homework to being on this podcast. So uh, you you thank you. Chris, yeah, for coming on and giving us a chance to uh, share our thoughts and your thoughts with us. Um, <laughs> but I'm not done. Uh, this one, I didn't want to give you extra homework, so I'm just going to throw it at you on the spot. Okay. Um, do you have a suggestion for our topic next episode? So I have, I thought about this because I was like, is this going to be a thing? So <laughs> I did, Brad. I did, I was like, Brad's going to throw some shit at me, so let me be prepared, right? So I did think about this. I actually would love to see you guys. Okay, so just because the listeners don't know exactly all about me. I do love horror. That's one of my things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for you guys to do a body horror episode. Body horror episode. Yes. Okay. So this okay. is this is how uh, we do this. Can you elaborate so, like, yep. so elaborate a little bit for us and then give us the quintessential, the one that nobody should mention because you should just see it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so Cronenberg is obviously number one in body horror, right? Mm-hmm. Him and his son. His son's actually doing body horror now, too. That was uh, Infinity Uh, Pool, right? Correct. Correct. Infinity Pool, Um, which is amazing. Really? I heard differently, so I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, go see it. It's fucking great. Okay. Stop listening to people. No, no. Infinity Pool is amazing. (laughs) Listen, I have only so much time. I get it. You either watch an hour or it goes on the list. Exactly. 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 Something to be the cover. So, like, body horror, yeah, it's anything that relates to any sort of body manipulation in a horror film. Right, so uh, one that I would say is quintessential that none of you should even mention, and it is a Cronenberg one, is The Fly. The Fly. The that's fly. the one that I was going to mention. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's that's the quintessential body horror. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I did just recently see that, and it's a fabulous fucking movie. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm on board. I Can, can we the... elaborate on the? Because I still have never heard about body horror. So just, it's sure. just about body like, like 
so, body getting um, mutilated? Let me try and think of something. Not mutilated. Mutilated is a it's a form of body horror, but that doesn't have to necessarily. So zombies aren't necessarily body horror because correct. they fall on their own. However, if something propagates some sort of like anything Lovecraft, gross change, not a possession. Movie, right. So it, not uh, do the Exorcist. On when the last time you saw me, I looked like this, and then the next time I come back, and I've got right. like engorged head or um, a, a great movie that that would be relevant um had you shown up would have been evil dead rise so we all right. saw evil dead rise correct, correct. um and there's not not the whole movie but the end sequence has a body, horror. body horror to it okay. and um okay i'm glad you did that clarification because i was but like, like I just said possession doesn't count and that's kind of what evil so like is. things happen yeah. to but a body that one and scene, that's the right yes Basically. Yeah, so it's it's involving manipulating the body. Okay. So whatever can manipulate the body is in a horrific way. Okay. Yeah. Is considered I, I don't want to suggest oh, too saw, many. The movie Legion. A body horror? Yes. Right? Legion. Saw right? One. No. Where the old lady climbs up the wall saw and the ice cream movie. man yeah. gets the long arms and his jaw drops. Right. So the reason that Saw wouldn't be is because that's body modification based right. on things that are happening to them. It's not like... Um, the body itself changing. So like Frankenstein or something. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. That or makes like, sense. I'll give an example which this can be used in your list from Beyond. That is okay. one that is definitely a body. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do him. some. I'm gonna have to watch some shit. I think I I'm have, gonna have to I as have, well. Yeah. 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 But this is this is this what is we brought him here dive. for. You know. This yeah. 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 And I wanted to be a little like don't get me wrong. Like heist was cool and all, but I wanted to be a little more specific. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And this will be this will be one of our first horror episodes. So um, I'm glad that you you brought it in because this is definitely a, a blind <clears> spot in my viewing is a lot of uh, body horror. So I'll probably go through and find some examples and be like, oh, okay, I didn't realize mm -hmm. I could do this, but I, I'll reach out and probably watch some others yeah, that... There's a lot. Nice like, dude. believe it or not, there is a lot. Like, you just have to... Wax works? Uh, yeah. I gotta look at it, but I think Okay, so, so Rob we'll, we'll, we'll do some we'll do some clarifying off-air. <laughs> off so let's <laughs> let's bring it... So that's what we'll do next time. So, so next week, we are going to discuss uh, our recent viewing of Inception, and then uh, we are each going to talk about body recommendations horror. for body horror. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris, would you like to start with kind of mentioning a few titles that didn't uh, get brought up tonight sure, that you sure. thought about? Like some some movies that sorry, some movies that actually really I was like, oh, man, we should mention this, but we're not. Um, yeah, yeah, there's quite a few on here. Um, one of the biggest ones for me, obviously. We yeah, all, we all know Heat. Yep. Heat is an amazing heist movie. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Tom Sizemore. Uh, I worked with Danny as well. I mean, they're all just talented and super amazing. Danny Trejo. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he had nothing. He was telling me stories about that shit, and it was just fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was I'm just at, amazing to hear. I'm just being on a Michael Mann set is probably something oh, yeah. you know, an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Um, one that I wanted to bring up, but I was like. It's just too new, like, and I'm sure everybody has probably already seen it. Right. Uh, was Army of the Dead. So a, I haven't seen it, but I yeah. saw that, and I was like, oh, should I watch it for this? But then I was like, yeah, but it's probably, an, it's a new it's movie. It's so new, yeah. And I mean, it is a fun, it is just a fun, crazy Is it So it is worth movie. seeing. I should I should take Absolutely. the time to watch it. I mean, we should go home and watch it. Like, that is, really? that is it's so good. Like, okay. it's just a fun adventure into Las Vegas full of I haven't been, 
I haven't been entranced by the Zack Snyder bug. So like, sure. he's got some I things that. I like, yeah, but yeah. like as a whole, if it's Zack's name on it, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I gotta no, see the new Zack no. Snyder. And I mean, that's the thing. Like everybody's like, bring back the Snyderverse, and I'm like, I don't uh, fuck care it, we're less. done. We're over I it. Care less. Move past like, it. I don't care anymore. Like honestly, I, like I, I, I give so little rat's asses about DC shit. Yeah, like if DC the, would fix their shit, which I hope James Gunn, please for the love of God, fix someone's it, got to like. Uh, I'm glad. So I learned they originally canceled Peacemaker. I heard. I learned yeah. that they're bringing it back, and I was like, "Oh, yes!" If anything comes of it, a second season of Peacemaker is James, fucking yeah, glorious. James Peacemaker was cool. Peacemaker yeah. was dope, yeah. man. I highly recommend so was, Peacemaker. So was second. Uh, the second Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. 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 I almost brought it up on one of our previous lists, yeah. and I was like, mm, "I'm James not going to be really, that stinker." I think, I think James yeah, I was is very going disappointed to... when they canceled Peacemaker. Yeah, but yeah. they really are emulating Marvel. Just with like a dark with darker tones, correct? With the whole thing, which DC has always been darker than yeah. Marvel. They should so, have been, but I mean, so, Superman. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to get hate. It'd be but cool for them to do. Their some own of our thing. listeners uh, probably so, love DC. I'm not going to go hating on. No, so I mean, fucking Superman. I love DC, but I it's like a love hate. Yeah, it. like Marvel's get better. your fucking yeah. Marvel's just fucking better. They got their shit together. Even in, when it comes even in the to comics, the even in the comics, They're even back in the uh, day of the cartoons. Dirty fucking yeah. nope, I'm not a, nope, I'm not a nope. comic guy, so I can't really I'm speak sorry, on the comics. Ryan Michael Benz, Jonathan Hickman are, are way better I'm than sorry, any. Lee and Kirby <laughs> did hit more grand slams. You're probably they a Green Lantern did. fan. Stanley, okay. All right, so the other two that I'll bring up briefly, really quick, right? Mission Impossible. I'm sorry, okay, like the first it is, one. It truthfully yeah, is a high school. I, I thought yeah, about it. I thought about it. You know, um, I honestly thought someone else would have mentioned it. Right. So right. I didn't. Right. And then the last one. Well, actually, there's two more, but yeah. Uh, Give it to us. Give it to us. Uh, Three Kings. Nice. I've heard of and I've heard it mentioned as a great heist movie. It is a great, brilliant, great Love it. desert. And I'm actually, heist movie. I'm kind of bummed that I haven't seen it, having learned more. Because who directed that? That's uh, the guy who did uh, Hancock. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Peter Burke. Yeah, Peter Burke, who I love. I love fantastic. a lot of Peter Burke stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll, I'll, George Clooney, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll watch it. Matt, Matt, uh, George Mark, Clooney, Mark Wahlberg. Cube and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm in. Yeah. I, so it's fun. to be it's honest, fun. here's what turned me off about that. I don't, I don't, Rush to watch too many military movies because sure. too often they're all the fucking same. Right. Well, this is this is like if you take out the king and you're in this palace, how do you not steal some of that gold? Right. And there's so too much to inventory. Right. Is ultimate. You know exactly. what I mean? And they're like, well, we just don't tell them this is here. We just come it. back later We're and rich. take the shit. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, brilliant. Interesting. Like so, interesting. they're just like kind of lying about their where they're at. Their whereabouts, yeah, and try to hide this shit and come back. It's, right. it's really it's great. great. It's yeah. great. You should definitely watch it. Uh, the last one, which is just a no brainer for me, I'm sure it's no brainer for y'all. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Quinn, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Like it oh, is yeah. it as is, a heist it's movie. A heist movie. It you said is. from they Dust Till Dawn. They break him out of jail. They rob a bank. They rob a bank. And, but yeah. I don't. It, do, it doesn't. It does though because the, they have to get to Mexico to yeah. then make the deal. Here's the thing: well, if Joe, if Joe makes a case on this, we're going back to Trust in Paradise. Pa- well, yeah. No, no, yeah. the heist isn't part of a whole three. Because you brought it up to defend and not no, I it does. This one doesn't go through, right? That right. turns into a vampire in a survival movie, yeah. right? Well, it's right, a fantasy. But, but like, the heist is still the the heist is still barely the through Act One. No, no, no. It doesn't even go into yeah. Act 2. Yeah, well, it does. because No, it doesn't. Not in Act 2, but in Act 3, it comes back up because guess who shows up? It's the guy that was coming to collect. Uh, right, but so, that's not part of the heist, right? Like, he, 
he he took that money to pay this guy for an escape. So sure. I mean, like, I still, he didn't put I still, he didn't put it on the list. So we no, semantics aside, yeah, it's a great yeah, movie. It's a great movie. I still think that there is a high school to it. You know? no, yeah. I, I remember watching it, not knowing it was like a had, had anything to do with vampires, and just dude, thinking, it's dude, a crazy dude, fuck I'm you. Thinking this is some sick ass Tarantino shit. Like I yeah. can't believe he wrote this, and then. It just fucking flipped, and I was like, "What the actual fuck is happening?" <laughs> but it's like, not a TV film. film. It's a Rodriguez. It's a Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, he wrote it. You know, I mean, stand alone yeah. without the vampires. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, Quinn, how about you? What you got? Okay, so um, the, the, the town with uh, yep. with yeah. Yep. Cool. Which is a great fucking yeah, movie. Very, I, very I stand well that Ben like, Affleck yeah. is a better director than he is an actor. I'm not saying he has, he's a terrible actor. He's got some great roles, yeah. but he's got some really shitty fucking roles, too. Okay. Um, Den of Thieves, it's kind of a shittier version of the town that. without Boston. Yeah. It's got Ice Cube's son. It's just it's just a heist movie. They've robbed the Federal Reserve. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's, good. it's a heist movie. Right. Um, then... Um, Good time with Robert Pattinson, an eight twenty four movie. Oh yeah, yeah. they um, I've I've heard about it, this it's a it's a much smaller heist, but it's it's he's he like he has to like help break his like uh, a, a mentally challenged brother out of jail, um and then and then they, <laughs> they steal like some stuff and there's this whole like, thing and it's 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 a much smaller in terms of scale, but mm-hmm. it's very much still a heist movie. He's on the run the entire time. It's really an anxiety kind of like thriller where and the music is a huge part of it. It kind of gets you. Like, your heart pumping all the yeah, time. It's that, really that, cool. That's one I've not seen, but it is on my list. So. Um, and that's really all I got because you said heat and blah, 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 yeah. stole everything yeah. else. Yeah, my, my, yeah, but that was, that it was collective. We all did. It was shit. We, 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 we covered heat. <laughs> did we cover the score? No. No. Robert De Niro, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, perfect. Brilliant. Honestly, the fifth element. He, the he, stones are stolen by Gary Oldman. What? It right. did. It's arguable. Yeah, it's, it's arguable. arguable. It's okay. arguable. Uh, Red Notice with the rock and yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another one. It's too new. It was yeah, just too new. But a great movie. Misfits. It's just fun. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. Which Misfits. one? The Misfits. No. Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Have you seen Six Underground? The no. Netflix thing with, the, with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Right. That, that was good too. I started yeah. to avoid a lot of those ones this, that were coming out. This is like that. I didn't see The Losers. Yes. Yeah. Same same basic thing, but that one's more like ragtag than heist. And right? wh- which one? This is which one you comparing to losers? I am comparing the misfits, misfits. and six underground. Interesting, right? like that, like operating outside the system, but stealing from yeah. the rich to give back to the poor or the mistreated. Yeah, the Robin Hood story. Sure. What's, what's funny is we didn't state any of the real seventies heist movies because there were quite a few. Uh, yes, like yeah. yes, like the heist. Yes. yes, so which, I, which I, there I, are really I've, three so of specifically yes. the '70s, the heist, and yeah, there's two heist. called heist. Yeah, yes, one, and I went looking for it, and I couldn't two. find it. I wanted to watch it to at least have the newest the, one, 2015, Robert De Niro. Yeah, uh, fucking brilliant. Yeah, so good. Also, French Connection. The French Connection yes. is that a heist movie? It is a heist movie. Oh, the Italian job. Thinking about. Yeah, yeah uh, that was one I was kind of avoiding. Yeah. Right along for a couple of because it's up the there with Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean we're just, I we're just mentioning the list. They got Army of the Dead, Army of Thieves. Yeah, Cider, and uh, Chris but, mentioned Army of Dead yeah. while you were ten one. Um, Time Bandits. Just so the listeners know, ten one means you're peeing. Just yeah. so they're aware. <laughs> Taking a leak. Actually, like I could have held the pee. Like I like had to fart so bad I might have shit my pants, <laughs> and I didn't want to do that. Like it's different than a burp. You know? 
like, I, I didn't trust it anyway. I already let it rip. <laughs> Snatch is, is a good one, but is that really a heist? No, see, I, I, toyed, I toyed with that, that and with Lockstock and Tuple. Yeah. yeah. But with Lockstock, it's definitely, they're definitely stealing shit. Now, uh, Wrath of Man, Now You See Me. Yeah, Now You See Me is a good one. I think Now You See Me is a, is a clever, a yeah, it's yeah, a clever one. Yeah. But I think, like, it's still in the zeitgeist enough where it's like, you know. Sugar and Spice. I've heard of Get the fuck I mean, out of here. Reese Witherspoon. Get the fuck out of here. Cheerleaders put on. This is like 98, 99, mask. 2000. Yeah. It's hilarious, bro. Okay. All right, so Joe's done. He's just no, no. he's just the last one, <laughs> Baby Driver. I was gonna say Baby oh, Driver. Yeah. See, this is why I said it was done. so. Okay, that's the last one. Yes, I was I was heavily considering Baby Driver. I can't believe you waited to the very end. Fucking Sugar and Spice, and oh yeah. Oh, by the way, Baby, Baby Driver. Driver. <laughs> yeah, that was, fucking yeah. ma- musical masterpiece. Yeah. Bell bottoms. Um. So yeah, I had some of the ones that you guys mentioned on here. Uh, Baby Driver is taking one off. So I was going to mention. Die Hard. Yep, yep, yep. While the main character isn't involved in the heist, it he a heist. It's, a, it's a heist. That's, that's what, what the that's what they're there for. Another Christmas heist. heist. Yeah. It's a yep. Christmas heist film. Um, one that I rewatched Fuck to consider whether or not I should bring it up, and I do. I do think it stands. And had I had more uh, offers instead of just the three, it might have been a, a, like a first or, or so. But the Thomas Crown Affair is fun yep. as fuck. Yep. Yeah, it was so on my good. list. It was yeah. on my list, but I was like, it's, it's not a whole team of thing or anything. Not, yeah. But he, Pierce but his his team, he has players, right? Right. Usually they're just not involved. But what I liked about that, especially in this in this rewatch, is it completely subverts like it, what is normally a heist movie, right? Right. 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 And right. takes you, you know, into the exploration and um, I don't know, just the relationship the NM Seven with an incredibly sexy Renee Russo. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Thomas Crown Affair, Die Hard, The Lady Killers 2004, uh, Coen Brothers. That's another one. Um, just good. fucking yeah. fun. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and, and uh, J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Marlon Wayans. It's just fucking fun. Um, and then the one that I was toying between for my last mention as far as like, well, a whole new, there's a sci-fi one out there, but again, it's so new. I was like, oh, everyone's in. But Rogue One is most definitely yeah, it's a, a heist, heist movie. It's a heist film. Hell yeah. Explain them. I'm trying to think of Rogue One. Rogue One is the Star Wars story. Get the plans. They have to get the plans for the Death Star. Yeah, that's Ice Movie. Yeah, it totally was. Straight up. It's straight up. And it's actually good, too. Like, I think it's yeah. for me. I, I it's one of the best things this they Star Wars franchise. There is yes. not a Star Wars yes. movie that doesn't hit every fucking. There's one for like it hits the yeah. the universe has gone everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't say it's there's my favorite Star Wars movie every... because without the original Star Wars, like that, I'll always yeah. have to play some higher. But as far as new content, yeah. Rogue One is fucking it. Yeah. Uh, no, and then the last I one, which I was like, oh, you know, if there was room to be cheeky, uh, this is a movie I do genuinely enjoy. But I can't merit it as like. Is uh, there some, room to be cheeky, bitch? I brought up sugar and spice. Gone in sixty seconds. Yes, it's a heist film. Yep. It's a hundred percent. And it's film. fun as fuck. It is. Wait, Fast and Furious Five. I, I was gonna, avoided Fast like, Five. So I so hard I the fuck out of it. because I was <laughs> like, was we're so not on my fucking list. We're though. not so because it's so obvious <laughs> yeah. it's there. But like for me, if if you mention Fast Five and you don't go down the list and mention like Ocean's Eleven in there, like yeah. if we didn't do the traditional top ten heist. Exactly. I mean that's what but, Fast Five but is. But saying Fast Five is way worse than saying that. Heat and Ocean's Eleven because not only is it like 
super mainstream, but it's also just a trashy movie. Well, Unlike the he, the mainstream heist movies. Right. True. So, true. But right. I mean, like, I'm sorry, like, he is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And like for real. Yeah, he there oh, are so many sure, of our dude. probably listeners that probably aren't even gonna know what he did. I the okay. armory for that. I'm said saying, that, think about the think about like all the Val, Val, yeah, Val Kilmer was like it's some of the best performances the best, from De Niro, yeah. Kilmer, no. Pacino. I mean, dude, I've asked so kids, I've asked brilliant. there have been kids that asked me when I brought up a Val Kilmer film, who's Val Kilmer? And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Right yeah. Now? Like yeah. Bro, Heat, the yeah, same what? all these what? fucking great like, Robert so De Niro even, like Seriously, like they've asked. Me, How could you not know who Robert? He's he's well, he hasn't they, gone anywhere. Well, he hasn't yeah, gone anywhere. No, no, but they know but, him as like Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Well, he's and he's know. redoing Meet the Fockers now with that other yeah. fucking yeah, comic they don't guy. Know him, like Goodfellas and everything. Your that guy. We we grew up with My Robert guy. De Niro. Yeah, was, that guy that the Beta Salco blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that guy. Sebastian Maniscalco is doing his family movie, and it's basically Meet the Fockers, but reversing and putting Robert De Niro. Regardless, so tell us, let us know. Let, yeah, let us know well, if we miss any movies that you would have put on uh, our recommendation up. list here. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, some of your feedback. Um, thank you again, Chris, for coming on. Um, is there anything that you want to push or promote? Anything uh, that you've got released that you people should check out? Uh, not yet, but there are things coming. Okay. Um, there's several things coming. Uh, I can't. Some of them I can't actually talk about. Of yet, course, of course. Enough. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of stuff that I've AD'd and I will be directing a feature this summer. Oh, exciting. So that'll be Sweet, fun. Dude. Exciting. That'll be fun. And we'll get that one. We'll get that one promoted because all my boys are going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that one we'll when the time comes. When the time comes, you know, uh, maybe we'll do a special pod. Just for I that. would be down with it. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's stuff coming, but, uh, Wonderful. the movie that's out, I, Okay, so I kind of go against myself here on this. I would love to promote it, but honestly, the the company that released it didn't really do a good job with the art and oh, yeah. didn't really promote it very well. Um, they the movie as it's like a Lovecraftian film and it. Oh, really, interesting. But on the poster, they put uh, this guy in a hood with an axe, and I'm like, that has oh yeah, nothing well, to do with my film. Like, why is that there? So every now and then there's a Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, okay, uh, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force you to to mention anything. So, um, and you have agreed to hang out with us, so you're gonna record with us again. And we're gonna do an industry chat with you. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, where can the people find you to look up those things oh, when they do release? Yeah. Uh, so Facebook, I'm Christopher Warren. It's really easy to find. I do go by Christopher on Facebook. Um, really easy to find. Just look for me. I'm in the Hannibal Lecter mask. Um, on IG, I am CWAR underscore 54, I believe. Okay. I don't have Twitter. Don't care about Twitter. Me neither. Um, I give a fuck about Twitter. I just could give two shits. Insta? I just said just yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me actually I'm confirm done. that. I, I had to do that last time. While he's confirming, Quinn, how can people reach you? Um, on Instagram, uh, Quinn with two N's, dot as in period, and then McLaren, spelled like the car. Um, and I don't really use Facebook too much, but um, yeah, find me on Insta. I have a like a in my Instagram bio. I have an Instagram page that's dedicated just to behind the scenes of stuff I work on. Um, so yeah, yeah. And I think we should all probably start ramping that up so that people have uh, yeah, it's, it's just cool. inside it's look like into a, what we do when we're fooling around like on set and making movies. Digital portfolio, yeah, kind absolutely. Of. Yeah. Publicity. Um, yeah. So it's actually it's seen... just hard with uh, with NDAs. Yeah, it is. It is. Fuck the NDAs. But, but we work. I mean, the stuff I work on is. Too small for them to say okay. shit. 
I'm going to repeat this. Do not do listen not, to Quinn. Do you not will fuck not the have NBA. a job. <laughs> do not. Um, so it He'll is, get there. So I am, <laughs> I am just CWAR54 on Instagram. Just okay. CWAR54. So, and that's two R's, not just one. Um, really easy to find. And, uh, yeah, like I said, on Facebook, it's Christopher Warren. I know there's a million of us, but literally look for the Hannibal Lecter mask, and that's me. So, right on. From Joe? Texas. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on IMDb and Facebook as Joseph Sheldon Quick, and on Instagram at chaotic underscore artisan. Look for the Mohawk bitches. And I am Beeford Clark on Instagram, and you can reach out to me there. Um, and Beeford? Beeford. Beeford. Beford. Like Bradford. Like B Ford or B E. Yes. B F O R D. Clark. Got it. 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 Got it.